Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Today, Kanye West has a lot of people wondering if he cares about black people. Defending someone whose campaign was predicated upon white supremacy, white nationalism. My MAGA hat is signed, followed by 30 fire emojis. I think Kanye West just realized he's too rich to not be Republican. I know I was a bad president, but this guy's friends with Nazis! That shit crack. You are fake news. Very fake news. Do it live! Fuck it! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Gang free over he is. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about them, about that. And there are a hundred of them. That's what I meant to say. You know, classically screwing it up on the, the hundredth episode. But whatever, here we are. A hundred of these. A hundred That's quite episodes. a feat. Yeah. How many of them were pretty bad? Ah, at least... I don't know, two-thirds? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you ask. Anyway, this, of course, is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right for the hundredth time, and as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. So um, so thanks for uh, sticking around, uh, dealing with me for a hundred episodes. Thanks to everybody who's been around here for some of them, all 100. Uh, and some of the people, maybe this is their first one. But um, I wish I had something special planned. I really don't. I don't have any kind of highlight reel or something to go through to celebrate. But we do have a million topics, so. Yes, we we aimed for 100 topics, actually, (laughs) to celebrate. Um, And of course, we have a suitable guest for the 100th episode celebration. Uh, Sticks Hexenhammer 666 is back, listener favorite. yeah. (laughs) We will, um, that's right. We have a whole 25-minute interview with Sticks too. So be prepared for a three-hour show. Who knows? So uh, Styx is back to give us his thoughts. We will uh, air that interview to close the show. Before that, plenty to talk about. Give you a quick rundown. Alfie Evans, that poor child at the center of the controversy in the UK, has died over the weekend. Uh, we will break it down. Uh, everything you need to know about that story. You heard it in the intro there. Kanye tweets support for President Trump and everyone in the world wants to fight him over it, as far as I can tell. And Emma Gonzalez. Did you see that? I did because, <sighs> um, oh, you know, I forgot my show prep. I forgot to prep that. But I did have some commentary, at least the image of the Emma Gonzalez tweet. But we'll talk about it because it, it does um, it does weigh into my Kanye consideration a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The White House Correspondence Center was last night. And uh, we'll listen to some of the highlights from Michelle Wolf's speech. Another comedian to take the stage. This at least being the second time in two years where I say, who in the hell is that? And then I have to look it up. Yeah. Some people said um, it looked like Carrot Top's sister or something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, important question to answer. Are Chad's and Stacy's behind the Toronto truck attack? Maybe. What a weird story that is. We're, we're, we're in a world now where truck attacks are actually unpredictable. I know. Two could, in a row, I've been like, definitely a Muslim. Not a Muslim. Who could have foreseen such twists? I know. 
Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos kicked out of a Manhattan bar, not by the owners, but by hecklers. We'll take a look at what happened there. That was last weekend. Joy Reid of MSNBC fame denied an award due to her past blog posts. She says they were hacked and had more to say yesterday morning. Uh, it's sort of like um, Russian collusion. Like, it's definitely true. We just don't have any proof yet. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And uh, lastly, I want to get to Bernie Sanders. He has a plan to guarantee everyone <clears throat> a government job. It's just he, he hasn't quite worked out the numbers yet, but it's totally possible. <laughs> it's totally going to happen. And of course, we will take super chats in between topics. We read 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beauty in the beta at gmail.com. If you want to take the show on the go in the audio formats, check them out. Linked in the description for you. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. You want to talk about some art before we dive into uh, the topics tonight? Let's do it. Got some pretty cool artwork, I think. So we've had a couple requests. One was like a disavow graphic, right? (laughs) And the other one, so I have that actually set up. I don't, the one I want that I don't have for you is the from zero to execution. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can make that happen. This from, um, from Danny, who has done some of our graphics work for the stuff in the store, uh, sent me this cool disavow graphic that I think looks very nice. Um, and we do have, sorry, what? That is your G's face. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, it's actually the face from the artwork in the show. So that's my shotgun face. This time. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but we do have mugs and t-shirts, uh, with this graphic in the store. So if you want to check that out, it's linked in the description, uh, for you. We also got a submission from rich, rich of, um, alternate reality fame, who is always putting us into communist, uh, versions of ourselves or Islamic versions or Jewish versions or whatever else. So this time it's, it's beauty in the beta 2049 with some cool artwork of us redone, of course, in the style of a movie I have never seen. <laughs> but can appreciate the art at least. I hadn't seen those. Like, these are cool. Yeah. Says Rich, um, in a bleak alternate future, blonde Fuhrer met an untimely demise, but not before her mind had been uploaded to the internet. Oh, no. she, <laughs> she now lives in many forms, including 200 foot giant naked holograms. Oh, Matt God. still has physical form and spends his life on the run from space commies. If only he'd watched Star Trek, then he'd know how to hide amongst them. Happy 100th episode, guys. Thank you for the pics. Well, thank you, thank Rich. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. Uh, oh, and then update from last week. I don't know if this is truly fake news, but it's something I feel stupid just for not noticing. You so are fake news. Very we'll fake news. Entertain the tradition. Uh, when we were talking about the sign that said you suck in Seattle. Yeah. I had given the impression that it was a physical sign. Yeah, and so, so would I. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So I was going to leave you off the hook here. When I looked at it and glanced at it, it looked like a green, a normal green and white traffic sign. It's a digital sign. So it's as simple as somebody typing something in to change the graphic on that sign. So, you know, I got a few of you messaging me pointing out that embarrassing mistake. And I, I grant the embarrassment. But um, but, you know, don't try to shame me. I'm not I'm not super receptive to that sort of thing. But we appreciate the corrections. Um, oh, and then one last thing. Speaking of uh, listener contributions. So I got uh, an email a little while back from a guy named Jim who runs a company called Ro- uh, Ronin Weaponry in Georgia. 
He said, hey, I, I've been listening to you talk about, you know, getting your concealed carry permit and uh, buying a carry handgun and all that stuff over the last uh, month or so. Do you have a holster? And I said, well, I'm in the process of shopping for holsters. He said, I'd like to send you a couple holsters. And I said, well, of course, by all means. So Please I gave him my do. address and the package came in the mail. I had no idea what he was going to send me. He just, you know, he wanted to know what firearm I have and that was it. So these things show up in, the, in my, uh, in my, um, in my mailbox over the weekend, he sent me an inside the waistband Vikings holster and an outside the waistband one too. Sweet. That's pretty cool. So if you're interested in custom graphics, that's, um, that's, um, uh, uh, holsters at least with custom graphics that's uh ronin weaponry.com r-o-n-i-n weaponry.com listener jim hooking it up but that's only the first part of what he put because the second part of what he put in the box is actually even more creative which is a belt mountable silver bullet container with uh with the show graphic on it awesome that's very creative i thought that yeah, was hilarious create a creative when i when i saw that so again that's roninweaponry.com and that's jim putting in the work to get that done so i appreciate it jim thank you and i'm this this silver bullet was in the package so i'm going to drink jim's silver bullet tonight it's probably poison maybe it's sealed <laughs> worth though it. worth it yeah um before we hop into the big stories. So we got Alfie Evans and Kanye. A few um, stories that we've been touching on over the last couple of weeks that need some updates. So I wanted to talk about the lesbian cliff diving moms because the story that you sent me earlier in the week had some images in it. Oh man, that uh, that were tough. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, my understanding of this story, correct me if I'm wrong. There's basically, there was a report in the state of Oregon. They were originally reported to CPS there. Oregon authorities had conducted some kind of extensive search on these and or investigation and Minnesota too. Yeah. investigation of these women upon tips from various sources. And there were a lot of revelations in these reports. The one in Oregon, I think was still, um, was still sealed at the time we we're covering the story, but has since been revealed, at least as I understand. Anyway, there are some interesting allegations, but what really got me in the story that you sent me, this Daily Mail story, was the images. The images of these kids, I believe this is when they're living in Oregon at the time. Yeah, do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I have the image up. So this was posted to Facebook, and that's the craziest thing about all of this. They were so brazen about their child abuse. They knew they were going to keep getting away with it. They posted this on Facebook, and like yeah. people can't seriously, clearly see that these kids are starving. Now, it might be hard to see in the stream, so I'm going to see if I can blow up this image a little bit. But these kids, like, obviously, this is not... You can, you can see ribs here. This is yeah. not just, oh, these are some slim little boys who, you know, they'll grow into their, their bodies. They'll, they'll thicken up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This is like... <laughs> this, this looks like images from starving kids in Africa or yeah. something. Yeah. And the kids were so malnourished that their height and weight, it wasn't even on the chart for their age. Yeah. So some of, some of the revelations in the story that you've highlighted here, a family once told officials that Marcus Hart, the oldest of the children, um, was target of Jennifer's abuse and was punished on his birthday one year. Jennifer told another family friend, Hannah, um, that she was morbidly obese when, uh, when she, 
Uh, oh, their daughter. So Jennifer told a friend their daughter, Hannah, was morbidly obese when she was adopted, although photos of the girl show she was normal size for that age. So do you think it's punishment or do you think it's like weird body image stuff or is it both? I think it's punishment. I think that they were just psychopaths. Why would they be telling people their child was obese, though? I don't know. Maybe they were trying to get ahead of allegations that they were starving their children or something. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there, there was this, uh, there was this quote records from Minnesota also show that Abigail, another one of their daughters, Abigail's school contacted child protective services. When the girl was seen rummaging through garbage for food, the school eventually stopped calling Jennifer and Sarah about the kids digging for food. So they would not be punished by the couple. And the worst part of all of this is Oregon. So I can't speak for Minnesota, but at least in Oregon, Oregon State Department of Human Services ran this investigation and found, quote, no conclusive evidence of neglect or abuse. I've said it before every time we've talked about the story, but I think that CPS just looked at them and they're like, we don't want to take away these black kids from this lesbian couple because it'll reflect poorly on us this, on this rainbow family. And so they just let anything happen. And now they're all dead. It, they could have stopped this so many times. Yeah. It's difficult to say that's an unreasonable uh, premise or assumption here because we have evidence of what it, if you can't call this photo, for example, evidence of abuse or neglect i don't know what you can and by the way it's not just this photo it's a sequence of events yeah. as you said it's yeah. recurring it's documented it's several ongoing several states yeah yeah In some western countries they'll take away your kid for homeschooling but we we can't take care of this even though cps was already on it seriously hmm. so, so preventable. Uh, you know the story just gets sadder and sadder and it's all the more confusing when i see publicly available documentation like this photo and this was this would continue for years until they killed until at least one of them killed them all. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you look like you're in need of a pick me up. <laughs> so how about that professor from Fresno State? The Fresno State whale professor. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> this this woman of color right here who um, <laughs> who's being treated by you know, being treated poorly by racist people against this woman of color. I mean, she's a white chick, right? She's, she claims that she's Muslim, although that is not a race, but I think she claims to be like Arabic. Really? This, I don't know. But then she was like, you people took my land and you raped me and you took my resources. She, and so I was like, maybe she's playing the Native American cards. I'm surprised to hear that she's... Maybe. She might be of the Warren tribe, as they say. You know, you never know. <laughs> um, so actually, so to back it up a little bit, Fresno State, the school at which she teaches recall this is the lady who when barbara bush died was tweeting out on twitter glad she's dead she was a racist i'm glad george w bush is sad somewhere all those sorts of things a lot of pressure was put on fresno state because people found her comments to be um well rather controversial they didn't like them very much and they were yelling at fresno state to get rid of her fresno state has released a statement saying that this professor Rhonda Girard was commenting on a public issue as a private citizen and therefore will not be disciplined by the school. Oh, come um, on. On principle, I'm inclined to believe that's probably the right call. Although I understand why people are disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just don't send your kid to Fresno state. Sure. I understand why they're unsatisfied. I can understand a tenured that. professor right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I certainly would not, want my child even tangentially educated by this woman no. not just educated directly by her but 
in a place that deems her to be qualified. Not not for this reason, not even for like the tweets, but just the bulk of her work that we've observed previously. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so on Tuesday evening, writer so so this um this Rana Girard, she she learned that uh Fresno State would not be taking disciplinary action against her. Uh and so she responds, I believe she said this on Twitter, right? Or at least elsewhere publicly. I am not the only person who has stated the belief that Barbara Bush was a racist, but women of color, referring to herself, women of color routinely have their tone policed, their justified anger painted as hatred, and their criticism of injustice framed as racism toward white people. Her tone? I don't think this was a tone issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I I know you don't like the tone of me saying, ha ha, I'm glad that bitch is dead, but I won't allow your racist criticism of it. But it wasn't even that. When I heard the clips of other things that she had said, some of them were far worse than the Barbara Bush comment. And the idea that it's racial motivation behind it, like if you showed me the picture right here, you said, what race is this chick? I'd go, it looks like a white chick. I mean, maybe there's... To these people who always talk about passing privilege, all of a sudden you're a woman of color when it's convenient. All of a sudden you have passing privilege when it's convenient. What are you? Yeah. Nobody would look at this woman and and think, "Ooh, I'm prejudiced against people of color and I'll attack her accordingly. Oh my God. Okay. But that's not it. Or that's not all. At least it's not just racism. It's sexism, of course, too. Uh, she, you recall her boasting about her tenure and stuff, saying, I can't be fired. I'm a tenured professor. She had to say about that, uh, at least people criticizing her perceived boasting. Some may characterize those tweets as gloating. I would say that when a woman states any facts about her employment, she is usually met with charges of arrogance. Yeah, that's definitely the, the problem with this. Whenever I ask a chick I meet, like, hey, what do you do? And she says, oh, you know, I work um, at the library or I work at the health club or I work at a restaurant. Uh, I say, oh, calm down, you gloating bitch. <laughs> that's, that's usually. And what about her inciting um, violence? She was talking about firebombing Richard Spencer's house. Yeah, yeah. In those clips we showed, yeah. yeah. She said, why is his house still standing Someone should throw a grenade in there. We need to be hijacking planes and we shouldn't kill anybody, but we need to be scaring the fuck out of people. Isn't that what she said? Something to that effect. Yes. So, uh, lesson here. I hope it is an exercise in freedom working. What I hope is, look, she expressed what she wanted to freely. We all get to say she's an idiot freely. And I hope that a lot of people choose not to send their kids to Fresno State freely that is what i hope happens yeah but you know there's a double standard if some conservative person came at us with 10 percent of this the left would be melting down we'll have to wait till hillary dies to find out <laughs> or we'll have to go back in time to in a time machine to look at when hillary died to see what they said <laughs> she's been dead for 10 years that's the cheap punchline i'll always use all the time forever that's 100th episode of price at 100 times okay this um this last piece well, no, we got two more because we got the Russian collusion story. I'll be quick on this one. Uh, update on the Parkland stuff. Broward deputies vote no confidence in Sheriff Scott Israel. 
So there was a vote on Thursday. 628 union member sheriff's deputies voted no confidence in Sheriff Scott Israel. You'll recall he was the guy uh, in charge of, of the uh, Broward County Sheriff's Office oh, during Parkland. He still is. He still is. And um, he's also the guy that got up on stage on CNN and threw everyone else under the bus and called for gun control and said he sided with Emma Gonzalez and all that. Uh, meanwhile, or, or at least a little bit later, it comes out that his deputy was there with a gun pretty much didn't do anything, but Israel never took any um, responsibility. Anyway, so the, there was a vote of 628 of these uh, deputies, 530 voted or 534 voted no confidence, 94 confidence. That's 85% against. That is the first ever no confidence vote against a sheriff for this particular union. But we got to um, understand what we're actually looking at here. So this is, um, this is just one particular union representing sheriff's deputies, not, uh, not in any way a representation of the entire, um, not only the, the entire sheriff's deputy workforce in Broward County, but the Broward County Sheriff's Department workforce in general. So in responding, Sheriff Israel said this vote is inconsequential, noting the vote includes only a small number of BSO's total workforce of 5,400. Israel says these sheriff's deputies are bitter because he denied them a proposed 6.5% raise should be noted that two other unions, including the one that represents the largest share of BSO employees, Broward Sheriff's Office employees, expressed support for Israel. So depending on how you look at the numbers, it can seem overwhelming, but it's it's not. Still, any public pressure on this guy I am in favor of. Yeah, agreed. Uh, this is, uh, well, headlines that'll shock you. You want to go through this one, this next one? No collusion found. I, I couldn't believe it. Russia it was so surprising. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the left is covering this to some degree, um, but a probe by the U.S. House of Representatives Intelligence Committee, which was, I think it was 22 people, nine were Democrats, the remainder were Republicans. Um, they investigated all of this Russia collusion, and there was none. I mean, people, the left is saying that they were biased because it was a majority Republican, but I mean, they, they couldn't find anything. They, they talked to all the witnesses. There's just... There's just nothing there. I mean, so the left is just going to choose not to address it. I prob I think probably from this this point forward. I mean, what hmm. are they going to find? Well, the only thing I can consider them or I can foresee them saying, and the only point of caution I would have on this, which is not a, a very cautious, I should say, or I'm not going to advocate that much caution um, because I think my point of caution will ultimately prove the findings of this to most likely be true anyway. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is this isn't the same investigation as the Mueller investigation. Obviously this isn't the same investigation as it's, as it's Senate counterpart. There are other invest investigations going on. This is, uh, in fact, I believe at least in terms of how the party breaks down the most partisan of the investigations. Mueller's of course is supposed to be nonpartisan. That's the whole purpose of the, of the special counsel. But am I going to sit here and try to tell you that, You'll see those investigations are going to find the evidence of that collusion. You'll see. I, 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 um, I won't say I'll eat my hat if it happens because we've seen how that works out for people. But I will strongly consider eating a hat if they have conclusive evidence yeah, that shows this type of collusion. I don't know. I think that what they're going to do next is try to downplay how invested they were in the collusion narrative. I mean, I can already see that a little bit. Like Adam Schiff being like, well, collusion itself isn't a crime it's like 
what? <laughs> what are you saying? You've been acting like this is the worst, like it's a treasonous crime. How could they use that argument in favor of their position? I've heard that used. They're in, just trying to yeah. make it seem like, you know, they, they put all their egg, their eggs in the collusion basket. And now they're trying to walk it back a little bit. Yeah. Um, Adam Schiff was actually on this committee. He's just been insufferable since this report. So, yeah, yeah. And this is the same committee that had the dueling memos and all that. This has been a politicized committee. And so I, I take the results of the investigation in that context. But it also fits within the context of several investigations into this issue, none of which are right. revealing uh, compelling, compelling evidence at all, let alone any evidence, not just compelling evidence, any yeah. evidence. Yeah. yeah. I think it did say that he had ill-advised connections with some Russians or something like that. Oh, it's the old association bit, is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Let's... um. Before we take a break, do you think we got time to get through um, Alfie Evans? It's a little bit longer, but... Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do you want to walk through um, the facts of, uh, of what's going... Or what happened with, uh, with young Alfie? Sure. Um, so Alfie uh, was born in 2016 and was diagnosed with a neurodegenerative mitochondrial disease. He had severe epilepsy. I believe he was blind and deaf. Um, he was in a semi-vegetative state for over a year. So during that time, he was kept alive by a ventilator in a critical care unit. And there were all these disagreements between the hospital and his parents. Um, so eventually it was, it resulted in a referral of Alvi's case to the family division of the UK high court for a judge to rule on it individually and what was in his best interests. So they ruled that, you know, it's not humane to keep him alive. He, as far as, I'm not a doctor, but like as far as what I've read about this, I don't think he could interact with anybody. He, he really was just being kept alive um, by this ventilator. So they didn't rule in the favor. The court didn't rule in their favor. Um, the parents appealed the decision. The appeal was lost and the case was referred to the Supreme Court. So on Wednesday, judges on the UK Court of Appeals ruled against Alfie's family Um and they wanted to fly the boy to an Italian hospital, but this was rejected by doctors who said that it wasn't in his best interests. So he died after he was taken off, um, off of life support, life support last Monday, I believe. And a few days later, uh, a few days later, he died. Which is, by the way, a lot longer than the expected timeline from the doctors, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, I, at least I was under the impression he was expected to die very quickly it ended up being a little bit more drawn out yeah i'm, I'm really conflicted about this um hmm. okay on the one hand uh i don't think that there was much hope at least from my understanding there was much hope for him for his condition to improve i mean a degenerative brain condition his quality of life was really poor also they didn't really know how much pain he was in um because he couldn't interact with them uh at the same time i don't think this was the decision of the uk courts and but this is what happened when happens when you have universal health care i mean yeah um real quick i uh, before i opine on that a little bit i wanted to mention too his dad is now saying he's going to sue those responsible so he wrote on facebook quote if my son but if my son dies now i will instruct lawyers um sorry i will instruct lawyers to start private prosecution of every single person who helps to make that happen you say that to withdraw life support from a sick child is a humane medical act. I say it is murder. You say that using force to prevent me from trying to save his life is no more than upholding the law. I say it is murder. You say that you are acting in the best interests of the child. Perhaps King 
Uh, I actually don't know this reference. I feel bad. King Harad? King Herod? Do you know what that is? I'll, I'll, get, I'll get savaged for that, but that's all right. Perhaps King Harad uses that phrase too. Um, I will not allow you to kill my son just because a bunch of smug lawyers in London have concluded this would be good for him. If you make my son die tomorrow, you will face justice from a jury of your 12 countrymen in this world and terrible judgment from God in the world to come. And this is, I can see the two sides of the conflict as you're saying, which is, on the one hand, you have a parent who it's a will stop. Story people are savaging. I know. Yeah. Well, don't come to me for um, for religious insight, of course. Uh, on on the one hand, you have a parent who is rightfully never going to give up on his son. I I, I can't blame him at all for that, of right. course. And on the other hand, you have medical experts uh, who say, "Look, there there isn't realistic prospect for recovery here. We should allow him to go in the easiest possible way." I can understand that conflict, yeah. of course. What bothers me is is how this is framed, at least I see a lot of the reaction framed, as a question of medical practicality as opposed to the ethics or philosophy of who should decide. So on the, the medical practicality angle, I can understand where the medical professionals are coming from. This is, this is their profession. They know what they're doing. And they're certainly, uh, if I were the parent, I would listen to their recommendations and take them very seriously. But nobody's going to make an argument to me that the state or the doctors ought to be the ones deciding. Right. And if you're a parent, I'm sure that any bit of hope would, would they would want to keep him alive just if there was any hope at all. Yeah. And it's especially frustrating. You know, if you're a parent, you want to keep him alive. And let's say that you, that you have the, the authority to make that decision. And then it's on, say, the public dime or something. And you are using public resources to do that. In this case, that's not even what they were trying to do. They were trying to get him out to Italy. Mm-hmm. Italy had offered him citizenship. There were alternatives that had no effect on the, on the British state, as far as I understand, that were being rejected. That's really troublesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. So, and and as you said, you know, as soon as the unfortunate reality of this sort of thing is as soon as you put the state in place to pay for everything, you also put the state in place to decide what's going to be paid for and how right, or when. Right. There was also the question of if there was a misdiagnosis. I, I haven't seen any evidence that there was, but you know, doctors are, they're wrong sometimes. Yeah. And, and I can't blame a parent for, for wanting to, um, to consider that possibility or chase that possibility to the fullest extent. Mm-hmm. But man, this is, this is just a bummer. Obviously it's a bummer for Alfie and a bummer for his family. And I hope the best for them, but it's really a bummer beyond that. Philosophically, it's a bummer for freedom. It's a bummer for your personal individual autonomy. Who's going to make choices for you and your family about your health, your welfare. If you, if you no longer have that freedom, I, I just yeah, but they gave that they gave that responsibility to the government. Well, when you say they, do you mean the British people, or do you yeah. mean their parents specifically? No, the British people. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fair. But I but I think the the confusing part about this, the part that's really troublesome, is they gave that freedom away to the British government only insofar as uh, who's going to pay for it. I understand that argument if Alfie's family was saying look, we have no resources. We have nothing. There's nothing we can do. We want, we want you, the state to pay for this. I understand at some level, the state saying no, even though I think that whole structure is screwy and I don't want it. I understand where that's coming from. In this case, 
It's the state saying, no, no, we will also essentially have custody of your child. Keep him here and allow him to die because we say right. that's the proper thing. That it's, it's, a, it's another step beyond just the finances, which I find really troublesome. Yeah, that's true. But I did mention this on the Colin show. They extend welfare benefits to all sorts of people that aren't that aren't citizens. So I, hmm. I also am kind of conflicted about this, too, because it's like, well, you're you're giving health care to all sorts of people. Um, I don't know. This is a complicated story, really upsetting. Yeah. And I feel for the parents. I'm just most frustrated by Florida. seeing seeing debates on Twitter or elsewhere where it's. It's just a question of, well, he, he was going to die anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, that may be true. It may be true. But that, does, that in no way justifies the state taking the authority to make that type of decision for a, for a father and, and a mother. Yeah. So anyway, you know, <laughs> whenever we hear from people in the UK, I'm always like, all right, give me something to cheer me up. Give me some good news about your country, man. I, I, it's like, like a dying I, toddler. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it seems like you're in a it seems like you're in a mood of a dying toddler right now. I know. The story it's just it's just so upsetting. You you you're you're like low energy Jeb right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Perk up. We got Kanye will we make got me terrible better. stories to talk about. Yeah, we should do some Um stuff. yeah. So, anyway, uh, and I invite if if people have another perspective on this like if people are in Britain or wherever, if there's something I'm missing because to me this seems really cut and dry the Alfie case. There's something I'm missing. I'd like to hear about it because I, I frankly, I have a really hard time understanding the other side of this as a defensible position. I mean, his quality of life was so poor and his condition was degenerative and it, it didn't, it didn't appear that anything was going to improve it. Hmm. Like I've seen no evidence that that treatment in Italy was somehow going to help. Sure. Um, but, but I'm I, not but, even sure if that's relevant. I mean, we're talking yeah. about this power issue here. But when it comes to pulling plugs, when it comes to pulling plugs, as I've worked out with my parents and elsewhere, um, those are decisions that my parents should make, that I should make. Yeah. Those are not decisions for the state of Montana or the federal government to make under any circumstance. Yep. That's, that's what's really uh, concerning here. Okay. Uh, should, we talk, should we take a break or should we talk Kanye? We got, we got tons of super chats. All right. Let's go. Uh, Big Red Doggy, congrats on 100 episodes. Guys, can't watch live tonight, so here's some shekels. Thank you. Well, thank you, man. Lori M., happy 100th. Go Texans. Thank you, Lori. Uh, Big LC, roses are red. Matt's eyes are blue. To leftist Kanye is dead. Happy 100th episode, you two. Oh, that's very nice. Huvian Roxas, have you heard of the show Timeless? This week's episode is about the villains going back in time, trying to stop women from getting the right to vote. I bet I know who Blonde's rooting for. Yeah, you guys screwed everything up. You could have prevented this. <laughs> you know, if Blonde had a time machine, that might be the number one use. If you could stop anything, <laughs> if you could stop anything in history, would it be suffrage? I'm not going to answer that in case that bitch Alves Void is watching. Um, <laughs> Odif Yitzsabe says, in Soviet Russia, your show is watching me. Thank you very much for Thank watching. You. Thank you. Uh, Mithroth, congrats on 100. You guys are awesome. Lang Lev Skirt. Don't, don't make me read things in other languages, guys. It's, it's unfair. So, yeah, we can barely read things in our own language, especially if they're biblical references. <laughs> We're going to get just ravaged in the comments. Good. Hot Pie, I can't believe it's been 100 episodes. I've been watching since like episode 20. The show is fantastic. Congrats, on, congrats to 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more. You've become a part of my Sunday routine. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for sticking around for that long. Uh, That's a long time. 917, happy 100th. Here's to many more. Cheers. 
Joseph Duff Kulisics, Matt, you're not talking about the one topic I wanted to hear you discuss, Tester's ambush of Ronnie Johnson. Are you ready uh, to yeah. him? He's looking more and more like a tool of the hard left. I, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not super happy about that. Are, have you followed this at all? So Trump's nominee for um, VA secretary, uh, this is, uh, this Ronnie is, Johnson, that, that um, he was Trump's White House doctor. Ambush. Oh, yes, the Candyman. Yes, but do you know who was pushing the Candyman narrative? Presumably somebody from the left. It was John Tester from Montana, Senator John Tester from Montana, who's up for re-election this year. You know, I haven't dug into it very much. I've heard what Tester has had to say. As far as I know, he he had a very Trumpian set of claims, which was lots of people have told me I'm hearing from various people that he was drunk on the job, that he gave out prescriptions too easily, those sorts of things. I've not seen these things materialize, but Ronnie Johnson is now... I believe he bowed out voluntarily, right? He's not up Didn't for the position Didn't he have an exemplary anymore. record from Obama? Obama gave him, gave him high marks. He, he was um, part of past administrations. He's not uniquely a Trump guy. Oh, okay. I mean. Yeah. So, so um, Tester definitely bugged me a little bit on the Gorsuch vote because I didn't think his reasonings for voting against Gorsuch was sufficient. It was just purely political. This strikes me as another one of those decisions where it's just political hit. It's just a political hit job as opposed to any kind of principled or reason stance. So, yeah, my guy Tester out of Montana, for whom I have voted in the past, um, is on some shaky ground with me personally, for sure. We'll see. How, we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you, Mr. Kulisics. Uh, Redicus. So it was the we don't want to seem homophobic defense, the Rotterham defense. Fuck these people. Ah, for the for the. Um, Failure of, of CPS oh, across yeah, states yeah, to get course. those cliff divers. Um, thank you for that. Piwak at one. Patrons since 2016, money well spent. Congrats on 100, you guys. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for tuning in. Emma Appreciate Peterson, it. congratulations on the 100 episodes. You two, best duct tape, duct tape production out there. Quick question for Matt. If I have a problem <laughs> sure. with Mons racism, I'm supposed to email Matt an angry note, right? Yes. That, yes. No, no. <laughs> Uh, no, that's exactly I wrong. Disagree, but I know it's with that. I know it's tongue in cheek. Just email who you're mad at, as I always say. Just so who you mad, mad at, email that for not reigning in my for marriage. failure to disavow. Yes, yes. yeah. Uh, John Martin heard Ben Shapiro say always the other day, and I swear he's been watching Matt and has picked up Matt's tone and delivery. At Maybe least for that word. Maybe who knows? Well, we better hope that I don't pick up his because that would quickly ruin this show, gang. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, That'd be hilarious, though, if true. I'll, I'll pay attention because I listen to Ben's show. If he does if he does steal my bit. Always. Yeah, I'll be mad. Eric Seegersall, here's to 100 more. Greetings from Sweden. SD well, 2018. Thank you. So Sweden's still a thing. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> That's good. Uh, D. White S, no note. Thank you. Redicus, does anyone have a list of the Oompa Loompa professor's class? <laughs> <laughs> I want to laugh and recall Israel now. Um, I, I wonder what she... I don't even know what she taught. I forget. She's on sabbatical this semester, but you can look at her. She's in the directory at Fresno state. I'm sure you can find this information. Um, Bob Evans says Alfie Evans makes me think we should bring back exposure. Let me just do two more and then sure. we'll, um, uh, Katie and showers. Fresno is probably the most conservative part of California. So Chirar feels out of place here, even though based on my experience, most of the English department of Fresno state, likely agrees with her that's disheartening wow okay oh man thank you for that and then last one for right now is michelle segrist 47 year old gun-toting christian female denverite listening awesome oh wow the show here's some dough thank you well thanks appreciate appreciate uh appreciate you listening and always appreciate our underrepresented demographic chiming in for real you know ever ever since i started messaging it i i think i underrepresented our female listenership to be honest 
but it yeah, was i think it was just because they're not very vocal calls all the time now yeah now that we brought it up yeah that's awesome. so they were just quiet but they are there which is good to know anyway uh it's kanye time uh this, we talked a little bit about this on wednesday because it was kind of breaking on wednesday breaking news kanye <laughs> tweets something that is very loosely against leftist dogma or conventional wisdom and the internet starts to break so and i am looking at this emma gonzalez tweet here too i did pull that up because i want to reference that so on wednesday kanye west of um of you know whatever he does fame rapping marrying kim kardashian being a cultural icon all that kanye west takes to twitter and he says quote you don't have to agree with trump but the mob can't make can't make me not love him we are both dragon energy he is my brother i love everyone i don't agree with everything anyone does that's what makes us individuals and we have the right to independent thought Okay. He adds a second tweet. My MAGA hat is signed with several fire emojis. And he shows a picture of a signed MAGA hat. That's very cool. Trump himself responds, quoting the tweet saying MAGA about the signed MAGA hat. And he says, thank you, Kanye. Very cool. Uh, and then, of course, everyone freaks out. We'll get to that some of that in a moment because I want to talk about this CNN panel that broke it down with Don Lemon and Mark Lamont Hill and Paris Denard and the rest then, of course, several of the late night comics had ridiculous things to say about this, too, as you'd expect. Yep. We talked about a little bit about this on Wednesday. What I want to highlight is obviously people on the left are freaking out because they think they are, he's endorsing a racist. He's, he's endorsing a white supremacist, all that. Reaction on the right has been mixed, too. There are a lot of people embracing this and are happy. There are a lot of people that are critical of Kanye and say he's not real. Look what he said in the past. I mean, is anybody saying that he's uh, that that we should be listening to him about actual policy issues? I don't know that no, anybody's God, no. taking that stance. I mean, but that seems to be the stance that some critics on the right appear to fight against. That is what Ben Shapiro was saying. Yeah, something to that effect, which is like, if you think Kanye is principled or well thought out in his perspective, think but it's again. Not but it's about that. It's about the right. destruction. <laughs> right, and that's that's what's great. Like, I don't, I don't care. Really, I don't care what Kanye's opinions are at all. Um, and I don't expect ideological con- consistency. I don't expect philosophical purity or soundness from Kanye. Um, and I don't care if he's thought about these ideas well or not. What I care about is that, like Trump in this case, he is a cultural wrecking ball. And he's just showing people, look, it's actually okay if you don't follow the dogma. Right. If you think differently than other people. That's okay. We should probably enjoy that celebrate that as opposed to ostracizing other people or condemning them or vilifying them because they don't think the same way we do to me that's such an important value and i don't care what kanye thinks about obamacare for example what the value i see here is a guy saying look you can you can think something else and it's cool it's fine it's actually great we need that in society right yeah i agree so Dude, we talked about the Candace thing, though, on this show last week, right? That's right. He did also tweet uh, this kind of I think before the Trump stuff, he tweeted, I love the way Candace Owens thinks. I wonder if the Emma Gonzalez tweet is just to kind of smooth things <laughs> over with. The well, that that was my counterpoint, because I'm not a fan of what I perceive to be purity testing or um, expecting someone to maintain a certain ideological line. 
Uh, and that's kind of how I view the criticism of Kanye. It's like, well, in the past, you said George W. Bush doesn't like black people. So now we have to discount everything you ever say. Right. Why? Why? I don't care what you said in the past. If you're talking about good ideas now, that's really all I care about. Maybe you're maybe you've thought about them well or maybe you haven't. But I'm still going to say, hey, I like that you're putting good ideas out there. Then I'm going through and I saw the tweet that that you referenced. Uh, let me find it here, which Did is he uh, say he shaved his head in solidarity or was that a fake tweet? I think that was I, th- I just see people. Tweet I think that I one was fake. Uh, let me um, find uh, um, what I'm looking for here. So here's <laughs> I say that I, that there's nothing Kanye can say that will make me discount the good things that he says that he puts this out there. This um, this was yesterday. My hero, Emma Gonzalez. <laughs> And then I'm thinking, okay, maybe the purity testers have a point. Maybe they're right. Maybe we shouldn't care what Kanye says and we should punish him because he says profoundly idiotic things frequently. Yeah, I'm not sure that I really care. I just like that everybody's melting down about this. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It's kind of, um, it's like um, it's like a Trump spinoff, you know? He just <laughs> says something that's... Very if, if stable you, genius, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you pay attention to his tweets too, they're actually extremely um qualified what i mean by that is he applies a million qualifiers to them and he says several times i don't agree with everything he does which is my favorite qualifier ever people say that thing all the time it's like who, who the hell agree do you agree with <laughs> yeah that. who that's, that's something. Uh, yeah uh but then he even tweeted out you know my wife told i got off the phone <laughs> with my wife kim and she told me to make sure i emphasize how much i don't agree with everything he says it was so it, it was just such a series of kind of weak statements from Kanye. And you would act, the reaction was as though he had put out statements like, um, I don't know, like uh, I, I really get those Tiki torch guys in Charlottesville. They they're yeah. cool or something People like seem that. People have forgotten that this is a rapper's Twitter feed. Yeah. So, you know, it's okay. Whatever's on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's clearly just a guy throwing thoughts out there, too, yeah. as Twitter is designed to yeah. be used. Yeah. And that's the, that's the point is, hey, I got some thoughts that kind of go against conventional wisdom. I'm going to toss them out there. And then yeah. these people... these people totally cucked, though. Why is he going to listen to what Kim Kardashian says he can and cannot say? We know why he's going to listen. Do I have to say it? Yes. In the whitest way possible? <laughs> Dat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's deformed, though. It's not a good ass. Uh, you know, I'm inclined to agree. There is, there is a such thing as too much of a good thing. Uh, I think that would be an example. It looks like a garbage bag filled with cottage cheese. It's like giant. I don't know. That's from the side. It's just, that sounds Schumerian to me. That's not Kardashian. It's too much ass. I, and this we can agree. Okay. This we can agree. Dat ass. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I would do? If you really want to troll Kanye, I'm sure people are doing this. Why aren't they all just sending him uh, the Ray J clip on Twitter? Why isn't everyone just replying with the (laughs) Ray J clip? That's that's how you troll. Yeah, really. Here's your wife getting boned out by some other black dude. Yeah, which, by the way, just in case you forgot the reason why she's famous, this is why, in case you forgot, Kanye. Have fun with that. You know, but they, of course, these people never are able to troll and have fun with it. They have to prove the point that he's making, which is by attacking him, vilifying him, making him seem like a terrible person for saying things that are pretty innocuous. So uh, uh, the best example I saw this week was this panel with Mark Lamont Hill 
again, a guy who's a professor, I think he's a professor at Tulane, if I'm recalling correctly, but he's a professor somewhere. And he's on Don Lemon's panel with Paris Denard, and they're talking about the Kanye stuff. And it's just a totally insufferable listen. So let's yeah. pull that up and, uh, and listen to what they have to say. Remember when Kanye West said out loud, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Well, today, Kanye West has a lot of people wondering if he cares about black people. Rapper Kanye West tweeting today, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals. And we have the right to independent thought. Well, the president's response was a simple thank you, Kanye, very cool. I think it's disappointing to me to see Kanye go from someone who had the courage to stand up and say, George Bush doesn't care about black people, which is a courageous moment of protection and defense of black people and the vulnerable in general, to go to that to defending someone whose campaign is predicated upon white supremacy, white nationalism, erasure of immigrant voices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He makes music for black people, makes music for brown people, makes music that poor people love. To then defend a president and to express love for a president whose policies operate against those interests, to me, is just disappointing. Because what happens in, in society that, okay. these days is if you I, say anything that's remotely close to conservative, Republican, or supportive of Donald Trump, you're automatically labeled uh, a racist or you're, 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 you're out of tune with your community, or in this case, Kanye West is being called crazy. It's absurd. Well, we are, we uh, should I, embrace I, I, free I, I, thinkers, you're, you're, and it's okay a, yeah, there, there's to a be various, a free thinker. I think, I think you're, uh, as I said, people are framing this, and, and that's a small that's part. That's a dishonest can argument. We, can we elevate this conversation? Because that's not what it's really about. Yeah, I, I, that, yeah. that is what it's really about. That is what it's really about. It's about. about the fact that Kanye West comes out and says something that is in support of this president. Chance the Rapper says something in support of this, this president. And all of a sudden, Kanye uses, loses millions of Twitter followers. Why? Well, it's because I, well, it is closer to you support Republicans or this president. Or you're a conservative. Let, you get let disinvited from campus. What do you, was it debunked about the Twitter followers? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I heard that I, that's not true. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't actually vet that. <clears throat> but it's it's um, sort of a supplemental like point. Music isn't for everybody. It yeah, as the, yeah. makes music for black and brown yeah. and poor people. What? <laughs> what? There are several things about this exchange that I just can't believe. Um, one is the fact that Don Lemon starts off the segment by saying a lot of people are wondering if Kanye West cares about black people, and then Mark Lamont Hill joins and says, "Well, he's he's defending and endorsing a white supremacist," and then Paris Denard comes in and says. Well, it, you guys, you can't even disagree with you without being called a racist to white supremacist. And then both Don Lemon and Mark Lamont Hill go, no, no, oh, that's not the point. Nobody ever said that. Nobody ever. You guys set that as the foundational yeah. premise for this discussion. And then you deny that you did that. Yeah. To the point on courage. Oh, Kanye, he was brave when he stood up to George W. Bush about black people. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, was it a stupid statement? Was it a. Was it a non-point statement? You can decide. But I don't understand how you say that was brave to stand up to that power, but to stand up to this power, this cultural yeah. authority. No, that's not brave. That's not brave of Kanye to go against conventional wisdom there. That's cowardice for yeah. some reason. You mean the left? It's almost as though they're philosophically inconsistent or something. I don't <laughs> it know. It only took us 100 episodes to realize. I know, right? We got there, though. Who was the dude that was on that clip with Kanye? Um, when he says that George Bush doesn't care about, I think it was, um, it was the, the Austin Powers Shrek guy, Mike Mike Myers. Myers? Yeah. Yeah. He looks so super like shocked. Like he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. (laughs) It made the whole thing worth it. Yeah. (laughs) 
to this whole point, they keep referencing, oh, 2005, Kanye said, um, said Bush didn't care about black people. Both sides are doing this. You've seen, yeah. you've seen the conservatives say that as a way to dismiss everything Kanye says now. And you've seen these guys say it as a way to illustrate how he's shifted from his formerly great self. But I don't understand why we're picking out this one statement from 13 years ago without even asking Kanye, do you still agree with that? Why are we picking out old, 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 old statements from people and ask, acting as though they were said today or yesterday? Yeah. And they're, I, we're still going to talk about uh, Joy Reid, right? Yeah. 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 Um, they, they act like, you know, it doesn't matter what she said back then, but they won't apply that treatment to anybody else. They're so yeah. inconsistent. It's like maybe Kanye just changed his mind or maybe it's, he holds these things, you know, at the same time. He can he can still think that George Bush didn't care about black people and like Trump. They're different people. My final point on this, too, I, I really hate this implication that black and Trump have to be opposed ideas right. inherently. I was under the impression that black employment is down. Is that accurate? Yeah. I was under the impression I was under the impression that black people are doing comparatively well, not comparatively poorly. That is not to imply that everything's great and there isn't progress to be made but i don't understand how it's a black person interest to oppose trump my understanding is the conditions have improved recently not deteriorated so please explain to me how things were better before they'll probably give me some bullshit answer about how well our lives weren't threatened by racist cops or da 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 okay well sorry about your good job guess we'll have to take that away too, like the good old days. Yeah, although I have a problem with how they collect unemployment statistics. So I'm not even sure if we really are at historic lows for the black population. Well, I guess was the measure the same as it was previously? Yeah, but I've always had a problem. They they remove you um, if they remove you from the labor force if you're a discouraged worker, which means if you've been looking for work for more than four weeks. So people that Ah. are chronically unemployed just fall out of the labor force, which is stupid. Those are the people that well, need the most help. So yeah, sure. I mean, the point stands, I need, I need objective metrics by which black people are doing more poorly. Right. 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 Uh, it could be employment. It could be crime. It could be anything, but I need to see why your basis for saying that Trump has harmed black people with specifically anti-black intent. I don't, I just don't see the evidence of that, but it's yeah. treated as obviously true. Are you ready to, have your funny bone tickled by these late night comics. Uh, yeah, fine. <laughs> it's pretty brief. Don't, it's, uh, so we got Conan talked about this. Colbert talked about it. Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah. I'm just waiting for with the rest of these guys. I can say, you know, I used to like um, Conan on, uh, on his late night show on NBC that had some really funny bits. I remember Stephen Colbert on comedy. And Central. Conan was a writer for the Simpsons in the, the, the yeah. good old days. Yeah. I am waiting for the day when Trevor Noah makes me grin, let alone laugh. But he's not, he's not funny, man. But, I, but he has, I, I, usually with other entertainment forms, I can understand why people appreciate some things. I, I genuinely don't get it with Trevor Noah. I will never be able to understand what the redeeming qualities are, but he has a massive audience, so good for him. But I just can't, I can't understand it. Okay, let's, uh, let's listen to some of these hilarious jokes. Yeah, Kanye called Trump my brother, and Trump and Trump called Kanye my one black supporter. So, kind of, uh, he's out, I think. Nice to have. They do share, uh, they both share dragon energy. What the hell is dragon energy? That's right. 
That sounds like what they call Viagra on the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Kanye is getting generous kind of audience. He tweeted, yeah. "My MAGA hat is signed, followed by 30 fire emojis." Now that is fitting because that is how many times I would set that hat on fire. <laughs> I think. Audience like, I don't even know what yes. happened here. I think Kanye West just realized he's too rich to not be Republican. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Kanye is the same guy who said George Bush hates black people. That's what he said. He said George Bush doesn't care about black people, but he's the same guy who loves Trump. Like, when George Bush sees this on Twitter, he's gonna be like, what the f <laughs> I know I was a bad president, but this guy's friends with Nazis! Kanye's friends with Nazis? Or Trump's friends? Trump's friends, Nazis, presumably. I'd like I, to think. I, I actually that don't even get it. Who's friends with Nazis here? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he meant Trump. I'd like to think <laughs> that I'm not getting personally offended because I'm I'm something of a Trump supporter. But like, there are you know there are comics that have have a good take on Trump that I that I think are funny. It's just it's just too mean spirited. Maybe that's it. But I just and it's obsessive. It's obsessive. Yeah. Like they they had they. Colbert wasn't funny at all, right? Am, am I, no, am the I joke was like, here? I hate Trump. And it's like, that's, that it? that's the cleverness behind your punchline is your own personal politics. And with the Fallon bit, did Fallon, I don't watch his show. So I don't know the degree to which that woman contributes frequently or not. You know I who that well, is? I don't think I've ever I seen don't. that chick before. My question is, did you just bring in a black comic because this is like a black issue or something like that? Like, why can't you make yeah, jokes? Seemingly about kanye maybe i'm misinterpreting it wrong but that seemed it's the weird fear of being politically incorrect which yeah. is what comics are supposed to do they've totally it's lost a, their edge none yeah. of these people are funny anymore. it's really depressing me man and then me too has wiped out louis ck and chris rock is all blue pilled dave Chappelle sucks now it's like yeah who who is there anymore and then we have a bunch of chicks it's uh, on Conan's commentary, you know, uh, oh, um, that uh, that Kanye is Trump's one black supporter. Well, again, remember, Trump got more black votes than Romney. That's factually true. Increasing black votes going to the Republican Party or Trump specifically, not decreasing. And I know it's an exaggeration. I'm not trying to be too picky about it. But the premise here is the punchline is Haha, black people think one way. You racist. Yeah, it's, it's, if I were black, I would find this really offensive. You should. Yeah. I, you should find it. Um, I mean, I you know, I I don't want to be the offensiveness police, but the the implications are that you're black, so you think a certain way. And to me, that's that's the worst. That's the type of racism or bigotry that I actually hate the most is yeah. looking at an individual and saying, based on your external characteristics or the, your demographics, I. You, I understand you think this way. How is that not stereotyping? It's well, it's the stereotyping that suits their agenda, or their yeah. their narrative, or their purposes. More um, inconsistency. Man, to this Trevor, is really bumming me out. To Trevor Noah's point. <laughs> don't you love hearing the rich lecture you about the rich? I know how. Let's yeah. look at. I'm going to look up his net worth. So, again, he says uh, Kanye's so rich 
what do you something to the effect of Kanye is so rich he has to vote Republican now? I forget exactly what he said, but that's the premise of the joke. His net worth is thirteen million dollars. Yeah, so don't trust Kanye. He's just a rich guy who's supporting the rich. But trust me, I'm Trevor Noah. I'm a real working man. I'm a champion a of, man the of the people. people. Yeah, thirteen million dollars. Although I guess it's not that much money, but but still, don't tell me how you by your own reasoning you should be voting Republican. Right, Trevor Noah. Anyway, that's really all I got on the Kanye stuff. Um, I'm just happy to that, that see people. They're going to be good comedians that they're going to come back. I mean, after we talked to Owen, I realized like maybe there's just no place for these people to perform. I mean, I'd be more encouraged if these people didn't have rooms full of clapping seals. I can't believe they can even yeah. fill their own studio. Yeah, but they can. That's just demoralizing. You're just watching that. Ugh. Hmm. God. Hey, speaking of comedy, you want to take a break or you want to go through the White House Correspondence Center? Let's do the... Let's just, let's just do this. <laughs> if you didn't have enough insufferable comedy, we haven't even started yet. So They've got to stop bringing in these token people, though. Like a yeah, minority so, woman, could you have chosen? Just no. No. The obvious choice for this is Bill Maher. I don't know why he hasn't done this. Probably uh, cost cost prohibitive. Maybe, maybe he has. Educated. It's just not maybe my he has. memory. Yeah, last year we had um, um, Muslim guy from the comic from Comedy Central, and this year yeah, we have. He bombed like pretty hard. It wasn't very good. It, it seems clear to me that there is a diversity agenda in the selection here. Um, do what you want, but don't pretend that it's anything otherwise. I would say that. Michelle Wolf is this person's name. And that's another example of a person I thought, who in the hell is that? And then I looked it up and it's like, oh, it's some comedy um, or daily show, daily show writer. Oh, some really? Comedy central personality. Uh-huh. Um, Trump himself was not present just like last year, but certain members Good. of his administration were. And uh, well, my first impressions of this comedian, uh, insufferable voice, really difficult voice to yeah. listen to. But, and I thought a lot of the jokes were, Pretty bad. There's one in particular that's generating a lot of controversy that she had on abortion. Um, but if, uh, to be fair, I was encouraged that she at least made efforts, attempts to rip the Democrats and rip media too. Like if you're if you're gonna go in for the Did roast, I thought actually. Do you think that this was an equal opportunity roast? Is that what you're telling me? Well, I will say that I've only seen the highlights. I did not watch the full 20 minute speech, so I don't know about what whether you know whether it was. One third, one third, one third, or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I don't care if it was equal in in um, quantity necessarily. I just like to see that at least she was thinking, okay, I should rip the people who are rippable. She did have a couple of good one, at least one good one on the Democrats that I really liked, and at least one good one on um, Mika and Joe on MSNBC that I that I thought were funny. So let's listen to what she had to say. And when I saw this highlight tape, this is. The highlight tape I saw was compiled by the Washington Post, and so I cut some pieces out of that. Interestingly, the Washington Post did not include this abortion joke that she made, which is which is bugged a lot of people online. I have really mixed feelings about it, so we'll play the abortion joke after the rest of these highlights. Let's listen to what um, what her speech sounded like. Good evening. Good evening. Here we are, the White House Correspondents Mm. Dinner. Like a porn star says when she's about to have sex with a Trump, let's get this over with. And I know as much as some of you might want me to, it's 2018 and I'm a woman, so you cannot shut me up. 
Unless you have Michael Cohen wire me $130,000. Of course, Trump isn't here, if you haven't noticed. He's not here. And I know, I know I would drag him here myself, but it turns out the President of the United States is the one you're not allowed to grab. A lot of people want eh? Trump to be impeached. Eh? I do not. Because just when eh? you think Trump is awful, you remember Mike Pence. Mike Pence is what happens when Anderson Cooper isn't gay. Sanders. I have to say, I'm a little starstruck. I love you as Aunt Lydia and the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I've not seen the show. Is that it? I'm surprised you to learn. I've not seen the show. I've heard. Yeah. I know it's a it's a TV show that everybody likes. So I assume that's a very bad character in the show that they're likening her to. I don't That's that's the punchline of the joke. And Sarah, real singer. Sarah Sanders is not um not, not happy about it. it. Yeah. Actually, at this point, uh, I'm told several people actually got up and left. There were a lot of like members of the administration and or conservatives who got up and left in the middle of this thing. It's undignified. And I know that we run kind of like a duct tape production and I say whatever I want, but I watch (laughs) this and I'm like, it just makes me realize how far, far we've fallen as a society. It's it's gross. It's in, I don't know, mean spirited. I try to, I try to enjoy it. Um, and so we'll see if she has some redeeming ones for you later here. But, but you know, it's not a hot start. It's not a great start, although we're like halfway through the highlights. Oh, God. Right. Mike Pence, if you haven't seen it, you would love it. I did have a lot of jokes. I had a lot of jokes about cabinet members, but I had to scrap all of those because everyone has been fired. You guys are going through cabinet members quicker than Starbucks throws out black people. Demo- oh. I, went to, uh, I went to a Starbucks over the weekend. And there was a black barista in there. And I was tempted, but of course I didn't. But in my head, I'm thinking, how, how did you get in here and get this job? No how one did, stopped you, yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> and of course, this Starbucks actually had no seats inside. It was a rather small one. So I thought, wow, this Starbucks is so racist. They don't let anyone sit in here. <laughs> That's how they've solved the problem. Just eliminate all chairs and tables. Anyway. It's you're setting up a punchline on such a stupid premise. Like that Starbucks story is such bunk. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks is racist. <laughs> God. All right. This is comedy. Democrats are harder to make fun of because you guys don't do anything. So she's talking about the Democrats here. They're hard to make fun of. Or, um, Did you? Am I crazy? I don't know. It seems like an act. Like she's making her voice With sound With the weird. mouth, the side talking. And- anyway, at least she's going to make fun of the Democrats here. So get ready. I think this joke was actually kind of funny. People think you might flip the House and Senate this November, but you guys always find a way to mess it up. You're somehow going to lose by 12 points to a guy named Jeff Pedophile Nazi Doctor. (laughs) Did that one do anything for you? You didn't even... I thought that one was slightly funny. No no women are funny except for Joan Rivers. Democrats are so crappy they're going to lose to a guy named John Pedophile Nazi Doctor? What do you want from me? What what do you want? (laughs) A smirk. Little enjoyment. All right. All right. Watch Morning Joe every morning. We now know that Mika and Joe are engaged. Congratulations, you guys. It's like when a Me Too works out. Huh? You guys are obsessed <laughs> with Trump. Did you used to date him? Because you pretend like you hate him, but I think you love him. All right, like an immigrant yeah. who was brought here by his parents and didn't do anything wrong. I gotta get the f- out of here. Good night. Ha. 
You can't even laugh at a deportation joke. I, no, she's not funny. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I yeah yeah. I mean, objectively, I don't think that was um, that was top tier. No. Tell me I, one female comedian that ranks with with the men. Uh, aren't you a big Joan Rivers fan? Well, yeah, I love Joan Rivers, but like you know, she's spectacular in her own way. I, I can't think of anybody. She's a know. statistical anomaly. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Because she was mannish and really smart and self-deprecating. Yeah. Amy Schumer, I, not funny. Sarah Silverman, also not funny. Kathy Griffin. I mean, these are like the greats, the women that are the greats. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just the delivery in that case. It's not just that I find her voice to be really hard to listen to. It's just that the writing is not great. It's. I appreciate the effort to try to rip people besides just the president. That's what every okay, comedian but... wants to hear. I appreciate the effort. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, uh, sorry. I mean, it, I see no difference between, <laughs> between the sexes on this issue. Oh, Everybody's Roseanne. exactly the same. Oh, Roseanne. Yeah. yeah. How about and Roseanne? People are saying Gilda, Gilda Radner too. Yeah. Fine. All right. But I can think of, you know, 20 male comedians that have done at least one worthwhile special. Hmm. Well, you want to, you haven't even heard the best of her jokes yet. Yeah. You want to hear the one that's really lighting up the internet? Yeah, whatever, dude. When we heard that bit about Mike Pence is what happens when Anderson Cooper isn't gay. She was went one on, of the better ones. She went on to, they do look similar. I hadn't connected that before, so credit where due. She went on to talk about Mike Pence's opposition to abortion, and she made a joke that um, rubbed some people the wrong way. Let's hear what she had to say about abortion. Mike Pence is also very anti-choice. He thinks abortion is murder, which first of all, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> and when you do try it, really knock it. You know, you gotta get that baby out of there. And yeah, sure, you can groan all you want. I know a lot of you are very anti-abortion, you know, unless it's the one you got for your secret mistress. <laughs> can waver is this a childless bitch in her late 30s or 40s <laughs> is she i don't know anything I about her I can someone in the live up. chat tell me please if this god so help i bet you a million dollars she is she has blonde's disease yeah yeah but late um, stage terminal so i'm conflicted on this uh on the one hand i am not comedy police guy and i don't want to say there are certain things that you shouldn't joke about on the other, I just don't really see the punchline here. I think it's kind of a crappy joke. I certainly think it's a joke worthy of criticism just for not being a very good joke. As oh, opposed to being only like 32? Jesus. Wow. Man, she's been ridden hard and Is she single? She's 32 and childless, according to people in the live chat. All right. Yeah, only a childless woman would make a tactless abortion joke like that. It also doesn't make any sense that the knocking part. Uh, how so? I mean, I, I don't really get it. Like, I guess if you use a baseball bat, maybe. <laughs> but she was talking about surgical abortions, presumably. Well, yeah. And there are other inconsistencies. Inconsistencies. Just as a technical matter, I don't like this joke as opposed to whether it's moral or not. But uh, I don't like that it has competing premises. So yeah. the first premise is don't knock it till you try it. So she's saying, okay, all you people who are opposed to abortion, you haven't tried it. Whether she's joking or not. Okay, that's premise one. And then premise two is you have all tried it with your mistresses secretly. And she combines oh, yeah, these two yeah. premises into one joke. It's, it just doesn't work. Like it doesn't make sense. Wow. So 
morality aside, I just don't like the joke because it it's kind of disjointed. It's kind of disorganized. It it relies upon the audience accepting competing ideas, and that just doesn't make sense to me. This episode's been a real black pill. I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> Please, can someone get blonde emergency insemination? It's urgent. I know. It's, it's, My it's, God. I think it's We're because only... I look to comedians to like show us the truths about life and politics and lift our spirits and we can all commiserate together, but they're yeah. just using it as an opportunity to, to make things more divided. It's like, this is not your fucking job. You have one job. It's to make everybody laugh. Yeah. And like, I like a good roast as much as the next person. I'm not super sensitive, but like, this was just garbage. Can they get yeah, just it's... a funny dude? Like a, just, you know, a funny I... dude. And it's a gift to make jokes about politics without necessarily revealing your personal persuasions or your own um, partisanship, you I can't suppose. Tell like, me she didn't go easier on Democrats. Uh, I would say that's probably fair. I mean, the classic example I think of, um, um, I'm not a big Leno guy. I, I wasn't a huge fan of his show. I would tune in here and there when I was younger. And he would joke about the political news of the day, but it was never in a like, if you believe this, you're cool. If you don't, you're immoral kind of way. It was yeah. just, well, he's the president, so I joke about it. And I joke about whoever's it's in the, the news. Immoral posturing. You're on to something with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to share in a laugh. I don't want to be told that I'm a bad person for having a totally reasonable set of beliefs. Yeah, that's, that's the implication that rubs a lot of people the wrong way, myself included. Like, if you don't agree, yeah. you're immoral, that you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, she's going you're... to tell us that we should have abortions and we just don't understand that it's you know, not a good thing because we haven't had one. And then yeah, I, don't, I don't know if she's serious or not. Moral posturing. It's, it's yeah. like the hypocrisy here. Yeah. Oh, my God. 32. Want, um, I can't even believe that. that if you do want to give her a chance, she's got a show on Netflix starting in, in May. It's called The Break with Michelle. Oh, I bet Wolf. that that is going to be just panned. Can she beat the Chelsea Handler record? Can she oh, last longer about that. Amy Schumer special Handler. also got horrible, horrible reviews. Yeah. Well, don't forget, Chelsea Handler was not kicked off of Netflix. She left the show to pursue <laughs> higher political purposes. <laughs> I still I haven't seen those purposes uh, develop yet or come to come to reality. Oh jeez. Hmm. Okay, let's let's try to take another break and then we got um, the Toronto attack. We got the Milo story, Joy Reid and Bernie before we get to the uh, the sticks interview. Um, okay, okay. I guess the last one we had was Michelle Segrist. Travis Valle, it's discussing the UK government gets to choose what treatment its citizens get in the US. Private parties argue over pulling the plug, i.e. parents versus spouse in the courts. Sure. Yeah. Charlie Gardell over you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Redica says, death panels don't exist, guys. Also, the parents don't have rights to their son. On a serious note, that kid was dead on arrival when the media started pushing the story. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I'm conflicted. But I, I am totally with you on the, on the state power. That's why the yeah, system yeah. so well. David Cooper, watch Stefan's video on Alfie. Yes, it's very, it's very, very good. Mm. Based on the info, Alfie's mind tragically was likely gone long ago. If you're not paying for your own care, you can't overly complain when the finances dry up. Uh, Stefan was the one that made me think about this differently. Um, but, they, but they weren't trying to pay for it. They weren't trying to have the state pay for the care anymore. It was my understanding. I when they're going to Italy. They were. They were trying to have the state pay for the care in Italy. But the Italy thing was after the UK was like, they had gone through the court system in the UK, right? Maybe I'm confused about the sequence of events here. Um, um, no, but I, my understanding I is they were not trying to have the state pay at that point. But he's been on a ventilator for a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Fly says, the UK brings a bunch of economic migrants but won't let normal people come in at our will. Congrats on the 100th episode. Thank you. Uh, Lily says, love the show. Happy 100th episode. Thank you, Lily. 
Uh, Josh Hahn of Josh and Jess, the Alfie Evans case should uh, should cause nothing but out- outrage. This was about power. This is about the government stepping in, not just as Alfie's parents, but as the parent force was right. used to prevent Medivac. Yeah. 100% agree. Gabriel Lopez just gave us a heart. Didn't didn't call us faggots. What is Gabriel this Gabriel Lopez is, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't want your love, Gabriel Lopez. Okay, uh, yeah. Where's my, is, is this, this, this is what I was looking for. Okay, that's for, that's for game. Next? There it is. Go. Uh, Mithrath, damn it, blonde, I wanted to hear you read Swedish. Whatever, we'll take it in English. Long live skirt, savior of Sweden. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, the reason I don't is because people used to make me read obscene Nazi stuff in German. Yeah, and after yeah. that, I was like, I'm just not going to read anything that I don't understand. I think that that's probably the best way out of this. I think that's a fair rule, yeah. uh, objectively speaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Socrates Johnson, this is strictly for booze. I guess that means it goes right to you. Right to the booze right I got mailed to me. Uh, Dan they're, Irish they're just says, sending it to me at this point. <laughs> is he going to make me read this whole thing? Uh, oh, it's a big donation, so I will. Poopy right. D scoop, scoop diddy whoop, whoop de scoop. And then it's like, that a whole bunch of times hashtag dragon energy hashtag happy 100 thank you dan Iyer. thank you <laughs> keep going he's been around since the beginning i know he really has i'll never forget he has he's got happy cat with a maga hat as his twitter avatar he's been around since the very start it's the start for episode sure. zero for real i remember yeah. him from right the beginning greasy faggot which is abroad who would mm-hmm. have thought can confirm i never knew i needed to see the words dragon energy linked to trump until i saw it congrats on the hundred yeah yes. and thank you she's been along uh she's been around for a very long time too thank Appreciate you it. greasy faggot. <laughs> yes remember when you realized that greasy faggot was a female too yeah i couldn't believe it it, it yeah. like rocked my world Scrooge yeah. McCrypto, no, no, thank you. Scott Allen, on Friday, the Secret Service found the charges against the Admiral unfounded and false. The tip for okay. the rest of I us didn't know that. should have been the lie that he was getting PAs to get painkillers for him. PAs hmm. cannot prescribe opioids. I need, I need to look into yeah. that because if, if this is demonstrably false and my senator was pushing this story for political reasons, that is probably, I mean, I don't, he was already well, going. We the RNC, no, right? No, no, that was Ryan Zinke, who oh. was our former congressman, who's now um, interior secretary ah. for Trump. Um, but yeah, but uh, but if but if that's the case, that's probably it was already going to be a tough case for Tester to make to vote for him. But if that is what has happened, that's probably an, an absolute deal breaker for me at that point. Um, Michael Schlecht, happy 100. I'm incredibly happy for you guys. You both brighten up my week every week. Sorry, I'm being such a downer today. Um, and are an excellent <laughs> example of an incredible work ethic. Here's to 100 more. Well, thank you. That's very high praise. And that's that's why they come after us with their heavy handed taxation. Look at that. They created something new. Punish them. It's not like we get treated. It's not like we get treated any worse than anybody else. That was a hard lesson this year. It's like taxes really high. It's you know, it's really high. It it was a fun lesson to create something new and see punishment from the state. I know for doing it. That was cool. That was a cool lesson to learn. (laughs) Yeah, super cool. (laughs) <laughs> Dewey says, in the U.S., the state is subject to the will of a, of a people with rights and a sense of independence. In the U.K., most have been inured to being subject to the will of an all-powerful state. Yeah. Um, Pablo DeSantis, Very important distinction. Thanks for that. I recently came out as a centrist to my girlfriend who was the woman's <laughs> officer at her university. Well, oh, I no. assume that she's your ex-girlfriend now. Yeah, you're done. Come out as a centrist? Yeah. What is this world? He didn't come uh, out as a girlfriend. I radicalized him over time. <laughs> Radical centrist, this guy. Nicole Marie, another broad. Photos have been circulating Twitter today showing Kanye meeting with Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk. I know he says crazy shit, but he's reaching out in real life. Good, good, good. You know, whatever you think about, I know Candace is controversial. I know Kanye himself is controversial. I know less about Charlie Kirk. Whatever those 
smaller points of individual criticism. These are major, this is major cultural influence in a generally good yeah. direction. I think people should be happy about that. And I, I'm not really hearing a lot of people being like, Kanye, he's the representative of the conservative of conservatives everywhere. And he, and he's like, well, versus except for the policy. Washington post who called him the darling of the alt-right. That is insane. <laughs> or a darling of the alt-right. <sighs> SB yeah. says, great show guys. Best show ever. I tell well, everyone, thanks. but they say I'm just crazy on another note. Uh, <laughs> no, they're right. Yeah. The they're right. And you are crazy. W O T W. That must be way of the world. Yeah. Hmm. Put out a video who made the useful idiots on the left. Watch it. Everyone. Uh, it's a chilling interview. I will. I like way of the world. Thank you. I know they shut his channel down a few months back, so I'm glad to see mm. that he's back. Robert Atkinson, do church and gov use laws to restrict people, yes or no? If yes, was monogamous relationship used to prevent polygroups? One of two loses their job, crisis, one of six workable problem. Think on it, answer Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, save that for Wednesday. That sounds like something I'd have to put some thought to. Um, okay. Can you just drop that in the notes at the I, bottom? I will, I will. All right. Um, Grandmaster level, congrats on 100 episodes, and I hope Blonde has triplets. It's a lot of work. Having kids is the best thing that ever happened to me, and it changed my life. It's the only thing that's going to save her. Let's just hope the UK it's government true. doesn't intervene. Every talks to me, he's like, when are you going to get pregnant so you can you know, be less of a bummer? Um, <laughs> Blonde disease is real. Space yeah. Whale, 100 episodes. Here is some cold, cold hard dosh for my favorite live stream love the show you too keep what you thank you thank you, thank you. such much. a generous donation too we really appreciate it um loco joe 17 michelle wolf 32 and childless can anyone say blonde's disease yeah well hey speaking and, of blonde is that a good transition point or should, should we keep going um let's go okay i was gonna say oh no the, uh, no that is a good <laughs> transition point i was looking at the wrong story but i wanted to transition to blonde's disease because i want to talk about what you have i think uh correctly identified as male blondes disease yeah, the the yeah. male counterpart the incel yeah so first we of course had to fake news ourselves a bit about the attack in munster germany because we confidently speculated that it was an islamic attacker when it turned out to be some weird metal fan guy who was yeah. triggered by the bataclan killing like, or something some hans they would have had his face plastered come and find yeah. out it's what was his name it was it was like jens that. it was jens <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then we see this, a similar attack. So that was the, well, that was the kind of the first case where we go, well, I guess truck attacks, they're not just for Islamic attackers anymore. Apparently. Then we see the news breaking in Toronto this week. There was, um, I forget what the actual, what it was 10 people, right? I see it in the notes, um, killing 10 people. This, this, it was a rental van. This guy drove down streets of Toronto, running people over. And again, the speculation on behalf of a lot of people was mm, probably Islamic terrorism. Yeah, reasonable speculation yeah. in today's context turns out not the case uh or at least we have no reason to believe that's the case as of Isn't he this Armenian? recording They're yeah i believe that that's what he was right or that's what he he's not dead i shouldn't say was that's kind of the other surprising thing about he, this i think he was trying to commit suicide by cop he was saying shoot me shoot me yeah yeah i don't have the video clip but he yeah he got out of the car and said it was saying i have a gun shoot me shoot me they didn't shoot but him. he didn't have a gun there was something else in his hand i think oh okay okay as far as I know, you might, I might have to fake news myself, um, but I don't think that he was armed with a... With yeah. Okay. Really what I find fascinating about this story is what is a leading theory about motivation and specifically this Fox News coverage of it, which has a portion of it I never thought I would ever read in any kind of sincere news story ever, but here we are. And that's because they have to explain it because of his post that they're talking about. But has this post been confirmed? 
I don't know. I'm just looking at what's in the what's in the news story here in the Fox News story. Okay, okay. I don't want to fake news our, ourselves again later. So, well, I, I believe they would have issued a correction to this story if it was. I don't see a correction at the bottom. I don't know. Lots of people in the live chat are saying this has already been debunked. But what wait. it has? That's what they're saying. Let us okay. know, you guys. I, well, let's still go through the story and then. We'll see. So, so well, it, it, it matters if there's no evidence to suggest that this guy actually said this. What I find interesting regardless is the fact that Chad's and Stacy's have now made their way into like mainstream news coverage. Yeah, the we term, got this from the Washington Post, right? This is Fox News, Fox News coverage. So if there's no, again, the basis for this is the, 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 the what's his name? Alec, um, what's his last name? Alec Manishian? Manishian? He's the guy who did this. He's 25 years old. It's alleged that he posted this to Facebook, Private Manesian Infantry number, whatever, wishing to speak to Sergeant 4chan, please. I think what I had seen debunked is that this had a connection to 4chan, but I don't know if I've seen that his post is actually fake. Like his I don't Facebook know. People post in the live chat are fake. saying it's fake. Hmm. Well, if, they, if it is fake, then Fox News did a bad job of correcting their story. Yeah. You got you to gotta fake news them. But... He allegedly posts this. The incel rebellion has already begun. We'll overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. All hail the Supreme Gentleman, Elliot Roger, praising Elliot Roger of Isla Vista, killing notoriety. I did see some corroboration of the the fact that he was a sexually frustrated guy that was bad with women. So yeah. even if this post is fake, um, which it seems to be, everybody in the live chat's like melting down right now. Um, it, this is an attack on 4chan, which, you know, it's very possible. I've seen, not, I've seen the media not, do this before. We're not talking about this in the context of blaming 4chan, you know? I mean, that's, that's not the purpose of why we, why we speak about this. Anyway. Yeah, but I still think he fits the profile as a sexually frustrated young man. That, so if that's been debunked, that's important. All I'm trying to get to is there, <laughs> there's an explanation in a you mainstream media story Stacey's, guys. that says... <laughs> This guy referenced overthrowing the Chads and Stacys. Chads are men who are not rejected by women and sexually active, while Stacys refer to men or refer to women who reject men. This sounds totally made up. I think this is fake. If now that we have Chads and Stacys needing to be explained to to the the Fox the News consuming people of the world, that's just a great moment. And again, if if we accept the premise that um, sexual frustration was some type of motive for this guy. Yeah, I'm willing Maybe we to don't. accept that. I, Maybe we don't. But that's what we're getting at with, with female blondes disease when, when I reference it, is the idea that ongoing, continued, persistent, seemingly permanent rejection by women will drive a man to do crazy things. Yeah, I mean, this is what, what happened with Elliot Rogers. Sure, it's by his own description. Mm -hmm. You ever watch his videos? Yeah, they're... Other women will have sex with any other man but me. No women want me. It was really, really bad. The thing about Elliot Roger, too, he's not even like a, he's not a bad looking or wasn't a bad looking dude. He I know, just had these. sluts when you need him. It's like you're banging everybody. <laughs> it's like if two chicks would have, I saw Roosh V tweet this. If two Tinder sluts would have just banged this dude, this might not have happened. And I think he's totally right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I do worry. And again, I'll qualify this with my own uncertainty about the degree to which this is explanatory in this case. I know it's a theory about why this happened. It's not necessarily provably true. It's not like we found a manifesto that said, this We're is the reason why I did it. Ourselves next week. I know no, I, I'm not making any definitive claims here, Yeah. but I, what I do take seriously, and of course this does not justify 
what happened with Roger and if it happened with this guy, it doesn't justify it either. These are crazy people who did terrible things. But I do worry about symptoms in a culture that has really screwed up gender relations. Oh, yeah. Really screwed them up. Because you're, you're, you're raising a generation of women to say, well, you don't need a man. You, you, don't, you don't need a man to be happy. You can- right. And if you don't need a man, then you can just bang the top 20% of men, you know, indiscriminately. Yeah. There's meanwhile, no m- meanwhile, what? we have a ton of disposable men who are persistently, permanently, seemingly always rejected. Yeah. Um, and again, that does not justify terrible behavior that's going on here, but I, for sure, like if you, I consider myself to be a pretty stable person, a pretty, uh, even keeled ability to see the bigger picture type of guy. Like I don't get overly down about day-to-day struggles, but if you put me in a state of persistently, consistently, always permanently, seemingly permanently, like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel anymore, always striking out with women forever. It'll drive a guy crazy Yep. and do crazy things. Yeah. So possible explanation for what happened here. Mostly. I just want to talk about Chad's and Stacy's becoming mainstream media terms. Uh, Yeah. Seeing Fox news, try to explain that to baby boomers. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's, that's really what I'm getting at here. Not necessarily explaining his, um, also, also incel was the term that came out of this too. Have that was a term that, that I was, I was not previously celibate. familiar with that, but that's what people, yeah. that's the term people used to describe involuntary celibate. I'll get myself in more trouble here because I don't see that much of a distinction between that and MGTOW and the MGTOWs come back and say, well, we're, we're Ooh, voluntary. I'm not touching this. I, well, I'll take the sword. They, they, to be fair to the MGTOW people, they will come back and say, well, I'm, I'm voluntarily they'll and they'll, they'll have sex with women. Ah, okay. That changes my calculation. Yeah. If they're, if they're not celibate, that's a distinction that matters. I'm sure there's a, a fraction of them that are of the, of the incel yeah. variety, but you know, I, I've I, heard, I talked to a lot of MGTOWs that, you know, frequent prostitutes or have okay. girlfriends. Things like Fair that. enough. Fair enough. I will take that point. You just aren't supposed to cohabitate I've, I've heard, or marry. I've heard variations of the argument that you can be voluntarily celibate as a man, which of course you can. I'm not saying that's an impossible I thing think to it do. Drives you to, to madness. I, I, I think it is almost impossible to be a happy person under such a scenario. But, but if things were really that bad for these guys, they were above 18. Why didn't they just go to prostitutes? That's a good question. I don't know. Huh. Go to, I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to do illegal things, but go to, I don't know, rural Nevada. I think that I guess. Yeah, I guess. But they did that after they had determined like life, not worthy of living anymore. I guess. Yeah. But I don't think they were like, I don't think that the the fear of the law is going to stop them from committing crimes. It doesn't seem consistent with other things. And by, and by the way, if people, people in the chat, if you have um, information that debunks the Facebook post specifically, send it my way. Cause I am, I am interested to see if, if there's, evidence uh or or information on that why this fox news story was not updated yeah they really should print a retraction or issue a retraction chad's and stacy's chad's and stacy's okay you want to talk about milo and this uh bar incident yeah let's knock out these topics we're gonna have like a three-hour show if we don't pretty much so um Milo Yiannopoulos was at a bar with his friend Chadwick Moore, his employee Chadwick Moore. There's more developments on that story. Who's actually. also gay, by the way. And they were at a bar called Churchill's, with the, which they chose because they thought that they weren't going to get harassed by people. Yes. Yeah. So they go into the bar and they're having a, a roast dinner of some kind. They, if, we'll hear on the Tucker segment here. 
that they made reservations for this. They're not making a scene. They're not hosting an event. They're just eating at this, this, um, this restaurant to have a nice time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, coincidentally, there's some type of socialist group meeting who quickly identify who they are, chant at them, Nazis, Nazi get out. Nazis get out. Nazi get out until they are basically forced to leave because of the scene that's being created. So I thought um, Tucker had a pretty interesting segment on what actually um, happened here. So we'll play a little bit of this Tucker segment that shows us scenes of what was going on, plus a little bit of his um, interview with Chadwick Moore, who was with Milo at the time that this happened. And then we'll look at um, some of the other developments since. So here's what was going on there. You may have mixed feelings about Milo Yiannopoulos, many people do, but if you're on the left, you really hate him. Like you've never hated anybody for some reason as much <laughs> as Milo Tucker Yiannopoulos. So and the effect is Milo Yiannopoulos can't even go to a bar without getting driven out by screaming people. It happened over the weekend. He went to a restaurant in Manhattan, but a crowd associated with the Democratic Socialists of America, most of whom seem like rich kids, gathered around him to chant, quote, Nazi scum, get out, watch. Nazi scum get out! 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 Everybody close. Nazi scum get out! Nazi scum get out! Nazi scum get out! The mob included an editor at The Nation magazine called Annie Shields and also a Gizmodo writer named Brendan O'Connor. So we contacted O'Connor and his editor for a comment, asked him to come on the show tonight. They sent us this statement, which they repeated on the phone. Go F yourselves, because they're writers. Chad McMoore (laughs) is a New York journalist. He was with Milo at that bar, and he joins us tonight. This was a restaurant called Churchill's, named after Winston Churchill. It's on Park Avenue in New York. It has $16 salmon appetizers, and this was the venue that the socialists chose to meet at, a restaurant named after Churchill on Park Avenue. And you notice all of the uh, nationalistic British flags hanging around. Uh, I, I believe they, uh, they must have come for the craft beer is what I decided. You know how the socialists love their, their, their $8 craft beers. Yeah. That's the only thing I can come up with. Surely we thought this place would be safe. We, we made reservations. We just wanted a simple Sunday roast. We were looking forward to this. Uh, you know, he's British. He has, probably hasn't had a good roast in a very long time uh and we encountered and of all the gin joints in the world we had to walk into the one where the socialists were meeting <laughs> oh god maybe i shouldn't be getting married in new york oh yeah yeah they might bust up your wedding don't even say that good that would no, make it hilarious for all parties that's what me what i'm most surprised about with this instant is that this instance here is that as chadwick says they both had reservations mm-hmm. Why would a private restaurant allow a mob to come into their place and heckle people, heckle paying customers the out of their own place? Story, it was coincidental that they were eating there. I thought that, right. that was no, that these these writers, I don't think that they like came in to attack Milo. I thought that they were the way. Like I they, yeah, they were they were both eating there. But let's say like let's say you're eating at a restaurant and I'm eating at a restaurant, both with our respective families or groups of friends or whatever. And I just walk over and start hassling you, heckling you, yelling at you. If, I, if the restaurant owner wants to stop the scene, why wouldn't you go get the hassler and the heckler? Why would they kick you out in that scenario? I don't know. They don't want the bad press. And they're, even though it's a, a British restaurant, I'm sure that some leftist New Yorker owns it. 
It's it doesn't I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Like you want to set Do the you precedent. See why I having, think we have to fight dirty with the left. I guess, but the precedent you're talking about is if you're a customer who came in and made reservations and is not raising a scene, I might kick you out if someone doesn't like that you're there. Somebody in the live chat just said Gizmodo, more like Gizmodo. Why is it <laughs> Hold on. That was that was pretty bad, but it uh, I'll give it a, a, a I'll give it the old sad bone. Better than Sarah Wolf or whatever her name is. Yeah, that that was pretty good. Michelle you should Wolf? write Michelle Wolf, yeah. She was so forgettable you can't even remember her name. Yeah. Yeah. I'll remember Except her the, face and voice though. That's true. It's like a carrot top after uh, an estrogen injection. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There is um did you have more thoughts on on the them getting kicked out of the restaurant? No, I mean, this is bullshit, but this is just the treatment we're going to get until we have our own establishments that we don't allow leftists into or heckle them Mm. out of our establishments. I'm telling you, fighting dirty is the answer to this. Someone should have just followed them. Someone just sort of counter heckled them. Commies, get out. Commies, get out. And followed them around to all their stupid meetings and heckled them. Do we just have to walk around in groups to defend ourselves? Is this how this is going to go? I guess so. Whoever has the most numbers wins. That's apparently how this was decided. Now... Coincidentally, there is also news for for uh, Milo, the Politico reporting that his business has imploded after the death of a crypto billionaire. And this actually involves Chadwick Moore as well. The guy we saw in the Tucker uh, segment there. So according to this Politico report, Milo has laid off um, staff at his Milo Entertainment Inc. after finances aren't working out. Robert and Rebecca Mercer severed support last year, um, and I believe that was after the comment, his comments on the drunken peasants about the pedophilia stuff surfaced. I think that's why that happened. If I recall correctly, um, Milo had planned on financial backing from crypto billionaire, Matthew Mellon, but he died in April because of a drug overdose. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. So at least two full-time staffers were let go. And um, that doesn't sound like the company's collapsing. Well, here's here's what some of the commentary says. So Chadwick himself, and it's also there's alleged kind of poor ethical treatment on Milo's part is what is what Politico's saying, or at least critics are saying, reported by Politico. So Chadwick Moore himself was reportedly fired days before notification to him. In email correspondence, he said he didn't know about it um, and was under the impression that he was still employed. That turned out not to be the case, but this looks a little bit complex um, because as Milo explained, it's... um. It's basically a firing move to avoid paying for his health care costs. But in, but in return, he, he retains an interest at my, um, in Milo's other business ventures and actually received a pay increase to compensate for that health care loss. This is what Milo says via text message. Um, and he also says the, the video component of my daily show was stopped recently as it, the, uh, the cost wasn't justifiable. The show is now audio only. There were two layoffs Ooh, as a result. Good. Yeah, that's not a good sign. I, I can't imagine... Uh, listen, hey, Milo, it, I got a webcam. Um, it's not How is that cus- even possible? Yeah. It's, I know you can't do cool video angles and like panning shots and stuff, but if you just want to appear on video, I guarantee it's not yeah. cost prohibitive. Nor do I require staff to run that. <laughs> like, yeah. I know our show might not be the one to emulate, but like, we don't have staff, bro. And we do it every week. <laughs> and we do it every week. Yeah. So I don't necessarily buy that explanation fully that it costs that much to produce yeah, a video I mean, show. I don't know. Milo's done a few things where it's made me question his personal integrity. Yeah. Yeah. I would acknowledge that like as well. Stealing my video clip that one time and not crediting us, and not crediting me for it. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, you know, I, I don't have a problem with anybody referencing my material at any point, but, but when you're doing a bone it, here, he's got yeah, an just, audience 
50 times the size of mine. It's like, this was an opportunity for you to put me on the map. And instead you just jacked my interview and presented it as your own. It and specifically bullshit. cut out your appearance. And cut in out it. my appearance yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. Even the, the little <laughs> shots where you could see the back of my head, they cut those out. Yes, it was. It was clearly specifically done yeah. uh, with intent, whether he personally did it or one of his staff. Hopefully that's the staff member who got fired. How about that? I mean, if it was yeah. just that one thing, but, you know, things are kind of are kind of piling up on my list. That's true. It seems like there's a pattern of some less than transparent behavior. I'm not saying he has to be publicly transparent, but if if this report is true that you're not being completely transparent with your friend and the guy you're working with, uh, all that stuff. Now, on the other hand of this, it's not as though he's a stranger to unjust smears. It could be, it could be a misinformed, unjustified Politico smear. I have to keep that within the realm of the possible because that's entirely possible. If not probably, I mean, but it's just, as you hear things like this over and over again, and then personally experience one or two of them, then it starts to build a broader picture of somebody's, personal yeah. integrity that's all i'm saying um any of these things individually i'd be like eh, i don't care sure uh so going back to his quote he said the video component of my daily show was stopped recently as the cost wasn't justifiable show is now audio only there were two layoffs as a result but nothing has changed elsewhere or at dangerous.com his website so are they just uh, going to put up little audio clips on youtube now i don't know don't people Pres- have monthly su- subscriptions to this yeah it was it was behind a paywall yeah how how is it even Which possible? is why I wasn't subscribed. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the paywall model, to be honest. I mean, how expensive right. could it be to run this production? Depends how fancy you want to get. I have not watched a full episode of the show because they were behind a paywall. But, you know, if you want somebody, you want to do really fancy graphics, really fancy camera angles, changing things up all the time, that's going to require a producer for sure. If you want to do a show like ours, which, you know, is uh, some somewhere between that and Google Hangouts. <laughs> You can yeah. do it. You can do it. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not cost prohibitive. No, nah, I don't want to shit on Milo. It's no, it's obviously there's somebody, uh, he's somebody who's been incredibly formative for me and somebody I really look up to and somebody I hope I can speak with eventually. And he was really nice to us when we met him and he, he did retweet us um, that one time. Yeah. Which really yeah. helped put us on the map. So, so. Yeah, I don't want to be overly critical. I do, I do worry that perhaps some of his ex, his explanation is not the full picture, but we'll find out. Um, as for those effective affected, they uh, this according to the Politico story, they are taking a less rosy view. "Quote: People are very, very furious," said a person familiar with the situation. But again, that's anonymous. We don't know who this that anonymous was. Anonymous source says that yeah. people are very, very furious, and that's probably bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Um. Oh my gosh. 20 minutes till the hour. And I assume we're going to have a lot of super chats to get to before get through before we get to the, uh, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Okay. Do you want me to, we got two more. Yeah, I'll do that. But you need to hustle up. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'll have to reload them. I don't even know what the last one was. I'm going to have to dig through this. Sorry. Try to keep it entertaining. Um, Oh my gosh. See, I don't even have Blonde's bookmark. I don't know where she left off, guys. I just have to, I just have to dig through this. Um, here we go. Um, Dangerous Spaces says, so black people were freed from physical enslavement. Now why have a culture where black people must all think the same? Or now we have a culture where, uh, where black people must all think the same. So physical slavery is bad, but mental slavery is not only good, but mainstream. I think that's a fair point. Thank you. Uh, Hassan Chop, I'm tired of being insulted by the left every effing day. They pretend they are making fun of Trump, 
but really me, uh, but they really mean to insult me. I, I'm not sure if, if you're speaking about uh, the racial stuff or not, but if, if that's what you're getting at, I absolutely agree. I a hundred percent agree with that. Uh, and thank you. Gregory Hurst says Mueller would still, uh, would still have an easier time finding Russian collusion than he would finding Huber in late night TV or the white house correspondence dinner, but he'd probably shoot himself five minutes in. Uh, yeah, those are, those are, that's probably beyond needle in a haystack. You might be right. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah. I left off on, uh, after Gregory Hurst. So Fitzburg is next up. You um, that? will you keep going while I figure out where we are? Uh, now I have to read. I, okay, fine. Matt and I once made love at the white house <laughs> correspondence dinner. He dropped a bomb on me bigger than what happened last night. Oh, gross. Uh, I hope you, or if you know what I mean, was there a bombing last night? Did I miss that? Uh, I don't think so. Fitzburg. I'm not even seeing, did you already get to Stan? Um, I don't think so. Or did I pick up on the wrong spot? I I had to reload it and just guess, but I thought, I thought you left off on, um, Oh, did I not go back far enough? Maybe I didn't. (laughs) This is such fantastic listening material. Okay. I know we did greasy faggot. Um, yeah, we did the Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk SB. Uh, we did that one. Robert Atkinson, we did. Yeah, I think I picked up on the right spot. Okay. Yeah, so go up to Pittsburgh. And then we got Paul Openshaw. Blonde, I'm 6'4 and willing to take one for the team to get you pregnant. Just let me know when you are ready. (laughs) My fiance is 6'5 and he's going to be back in two weeks. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Uh, shot glass uh, philosophy no note thank you very much josh yeah. mcdonald's so i found you two a few months ago binge watch every episode of beauty and the beta it can be dangerous prize cringes i know right? wow matt lumberjacks everywhere wish they look so good blonde you're just awesome thank you josh we appreciate <laughs> it jordan buto watched uh watching from thirty thousand feet on a flight tonight can't miss my fave sunday show congrats on 100 episodes the epitome of success here's to thank 100 you more P.S. Matt to come out to Seattle for a Vikings game. Yeah, he should. I think uh, they play the Seahawks this year. I forget. Is it? In, I don't recall if it's in Minnesota or if it's in Seattle. I got to take a look. Um, thank you for that. Yeah, Epitome is notorious. Uh, or maybe that's preseason. It might be a preseason Seahawks game. Anyway, proceed. Um, Freshenator 2. So men committing suicide is fine, and we only pay attention when he explodes and kills others. For every one of these murders, there are 10 to 30 men that implode and take his own life. That is that's another point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hassan Chop, congratulations on 100 episode. Another great show. Terrific show. Tremendous show. Frankly, the best show on Sunday nights. Thank well, you so thank you. Um, don't tell YouTube states. Rafael Salvador, hey guys, <laughs> just want to say congrats on your 100th episode. And as someone who's been watching both of you since last year, may you have more good luck and fun on the next 100 episodes. Godspeed, my friend. We appreciate it. Thank will you. we make it that far? I bet we will. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's only two more years. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Muckamuck, you two have great chemistry. Thanks and congrats, which is crazy because I secretly hate Matt's face. <laughs> solely secretly. For 100 episodes of the greatest podcast ever. Thank you. Well, Wendy thank Chen. you. I'm your biggest fan in Fresno, Travis Allen for Governor oh, no. of California. I love you guys. Keep the great work. I shouldn't say, oh no. I just say, oh no, with reference to Professor Whale whatever i don't whatever she is especially hearing that it's standard a big donation from friend of the show stan cheers to 100 episodes to two of the finest people i've gotten the pleasure of getting to know it's a great show a terrific show frankly the best thanks for bringing so much laughter and sanity into my world thank you stan well thank you stan and um and i'll be streaming with stan tomorrow night on stan's channel so and for people um who are not subscribed to stan one you should but two um you can also find that interview on our audio platforms after uh, i'm done so you can find it that way too um, let's just do two more for right now and then we'll circle back. Benny V, 
Uh, it blows my mind that leftists are burying the lead about Korea. I know. Uh, because they are obsessed with Kanye West. Of course, that's indicative of their ability to prioritize in this ideology and institution. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last one for right now, Rafael Salvador. Also can't wait to watch Sticks. Why didn't we talk about North Korea? We did a little bit with Sticks. Oh, that's right. But I think yeah. that was before great strides have been made. In, yeah, yeah, before possibly before the meeting the and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm sorry, you guys. Because I'm not a great North really Korea mind. Oversight. Um, I should have dropped that in the show notes. Rafael Salvador also can't wait to watch Sticks. I've been binge watching his videos for the past few days and so far loving his commentary, especially when he talks cool. about President Duterte, who I voted for. Um, oh, yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's just do one more pitch. Berkeley, this is the first time I've watched live, but I have been with you since way back. Blonde, you're stunning and brave. Matt, you're okay, too. <laughs> thank uh, you. Thank you for 100 episodes. Your it. show gives me dragon energy. Fire. Ooh, appreciate it. That's All very right, high praise. Thanks, guys. Let's uh, let's just crank these out really quick. I, I in classic fashion, I I just tried to fit too much into a show. So we'll go Joy Reid and Bernie quickly. But um, I found this story to be really interesting. Do you think you can do just a quick rundown of the facts in this Joy Reid case? Sure. Well, she um had this blog. I think it was between like 2000 and 2008 or something like that. 2009, <laughs> um, where it was just filled with like accusations that celebrities were gay and that their wives were beards and like derogatory comments about gay people. And so she said that somebody had, she apologized for some of them. And then she said that a hacker was responsible for the other one. So somebody used the Wayback machine to corroborate that these were actually written. Also with some yeah. of the same spelling errors that she uses now. No, and, I didn't know that. And That's then she goes back and says, she doesn't believe that she wrote these things and that somebody hacked the Wayback machine. Yes, that has been her allegation. And and all of this is this was used as a as the premise on which to deny her an award from some LGBT group, right? So she was supposed to receive an award That's from right, an L- yeah, yeah. from an LGBT group. This surfaced, so they said, look, ten years ago or whatever, she said some stuff that was like gay jokes, basically, on a blog. I mean, if it was anybody else, I, I wouldn't care. Yeah. You know, but uh, and and you, when you do something like this before you're famous, you just have to take your medicine and be like, "Yeah, I used to believe some shit." People yeah. would be way more and, forgiving. And about you can that. challenge her on it now. And well, she if she didn't go with this hacking nonsense, she could just say, "Yeah, I used to have some views ten years ago that I don't have now. Yeah, I've changed them, and I, you know." In today's context, I'm embarrassed about what I said then, but it's not what I believe now. That's the way out. And, the, and you just say, look, I will not be shamed for stuff I believed 10 years ago. I bet you don't believe everything yeah. you thought 10 years ago. And I bet some of that's embarrassing to you. That's the way out. She's going to get totally let off the hook, though, by the left because they're like, oh, hackers. It's like it, it, these retarded <laughs> these retarded people believe anything if yeah. you just say that hackers did it. I can't believe a dedicated leftist has an inability to accept responsibility for nah, things for herself. Basically, I can't believe that. But Joy took to her show this morning, uh, yesterday morning, Saturday morning. She acknowledged that nobody has been able to prove her website was hacked or I'm assuming as well, the Wayback Machine was hacked. Joy said, I spent a lot of time trying to make sense of these posts. I hired a cyber sec- I hired cybersecurity experts to see if somebody had manipulated my words or my former blog. And the reality is they have not been able to prove it. She added, I genuinely do not believe I wrote those hateful things because they are completely kind of alien to me. I can, uh, But I can definitely understand based on things I have tweeted and written in the past why some people don't believe me. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? I, I, here's here's the other question too. What possible motive would hackers have to to do this? Like, why would this be a hacking target? I know. I know. We'll get Joy Reid with some hardly offensive gay jokes ten years ago. That's how we'll take her down. Before like, she's famous. Yeah. Why would that? Why would that ever be a hacker's aim? Just own up to it. So. Yeah. Two things that's that might not an my... apology. I, I don't believe I wrote those words. They're alien to me. I'm sorry if you think that I wrote those things. You could not find... a fucking apology. I'm sure there is written quote, quote, quotable material in my college essays or in something to that effect that I had 10 years ago where you could say, hey, Matt, did you know this is a quote of yours? And I'd say, that's completely alien to me, but I yeah, probably that wrote it. Mean you didn't say it yeah yeah i probably wrote it because i don't I remember you what know, i wrote if she would have just been like i was a different person back then the, but leftists can't do this because they're going to you know just impale trump with things that he said over a decade ago like yeah. isn't the billy bush tape wasn't that from like 2004 or something like yeah, that? yeah oh five i think yeah i mean they, they just can't accept that people might have had viewpoints that have changed yeah. which is definitely the stance she should have taken you have to this take your a, medicine yeah it's a, this is the situation i find myself in all the time where i see Something happened that I don't like on principle, but because someone has worked to erode that principle, I kind of like watching them yeah. suffer from it. So yeah. on principle, I think judging people by past statements without giving them a chance to explain their current perspective is bad. And I don't like purity testing and all this stuff. So I think that's bad. What's happening to Joy is bad. The, but Joy and MSNBC perpetuate this outrage culture. Yeah. So enjoy suffering from the outrage culture. Sorry. I think that they may even be the creators of a large part of this outrage sure. culture. Yeah. Uh, and the other part too, when busted, just don't lie and claim hacking. Like it, it's just going to get away with it. So it was the right <sighs> thing to do. This is the Anthony Weiner defense. It, <laughs> it didn't work out for him. You know, like, oh, I don't know what these photos in my DMs are. I was hacked or you yeah, know, photos that were tweeted has, out. You know, the, the female minority defense. I guess. She's, you think that she's going to face any consequences from I this? Just, I bet everybody believes uh, what she's on CNN, right? MSNBC. Or MSNBC. I, I haven't heard of anybody talking about this. And she um, was back this weekend, wasn't she? She yeah, worked she, on the, the The quotes I was just reading was from Saturday. Yeah, yeah Saturday so they morning. didn't put her on suspension or anything like that? I just, I don't like playing defense when you have nothing to be defensive about. And this is an ultra, this is a, this is a delusional defense from her. Instead of playing this defense mode, just play a little offense. Say, yeah, I did it. And guess what? You probably did too. Are we really going to play this game? We're really going to vet everybody's statements in Isn't 2008. That what Cenk said? I don't know if he did. I, I, I hope that uh, that's good. I would hope to hear that from him. I mean, it was groveling, but I think at least he was like, I just used to be a worse person. back. Sure. Then. That's fine. fine. I, I held all kinds of idiotic beliefs back then. Yeah. It's so crazy to see people f come from like, more based positions to less based positions though hmm. like the, you, you people really were are walking in the wrong direction yeah i want to talk about this bernie sanders plan really quick before because yeah. we got to get to sticks too i hate to like you know bury him at the very you know the, he shouldn't be buried on a three-hour show and we won't be able to read super chats because we pre-recorded with sticks yeah. so if you give us super chats during that then they are gonna go unread i'm sorry the last story is I, this this headline in the Washington Post this week on um, this is so stupid on Bernie <laughs> Bernie Sanders to announce plan to guarantee every American a job. So oh, Bernie Sanders is set to that? yeah he's set to announce a plan that will guarantee a job paying fifteen an hour plus health care benefits to every American worker quote who wants or needs one. 
These jobs would be aimed at addressing priorities like infrastructure, caregiving, the environment, and education. The premise here is every American would be entitled to a government job if they want one. Senators Kristen, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, Cory Booker, uh, and Cory Booker have endorsed. So the, the philosophy behind this, the theory here. This sounds is like that some FDR nonsense. This is, this is what they're going with is that if the government guaranteed jobs to everyone who wanted one at $15 an hour, it would, dr- <laughs> it would drive up wages by forcing businesses to compete to retain workers. Now, of course, the question you're thinking is the one that should be answered, but this is the paragraph here. A representative from Sanders' office said they have not yet done a cost estimate for the plan or decided how it would be funded, saying they were still crafting the proposal. Okay, so surprise, surprise. But just, just step back and think about this theory because I was trying to wrap my mind about this and it was driving me wrap my mind around this and it was driving me crazy. So you, whatever you're going to do, you're going to have to tax someone heavily. Is it going to be private business? Is it going to be individuals? Whatever you're going to tax, you're going to have to tax it heavily. Cause we're talking about a lot of money to finance such a thing. And the theory is that you're going to, that, uh, that you'll, you're going to to finance this adequately. You're going to have enough money to do this, but your thinking is that you can pay uh, or that you can pay for these jobs and, and, and force, uh, sorry, I can't even wrap my mind around it because it's so stupid. I wrote this down. Okay. You're going to tax everyone so that you can pay for jobs that will force these businesses to pay more than the market bears. That's the thinking. Here. That's, that's the thing. Your minimum wage laws though. It, it kind of is like a, another iteration of, of minimum wage, uh, the minimum wage yeah, laws. Exactly. Don't work. So you're taking, you're taking that money from the private sector and forcing the private sector to pay out more money in salaries and benefits to be competitive. And this is somehow supposed to create more wealth. So this all rests upon, <laughs> it's kind of rests upon the idea that money just appears out of thin air that just comes from, from nowhere. Um, yeah, it's interesting they to me don't that, support business creation, which would actually create more. Right. So how are you going to take enough money to make this happen while you're simultaneously making it harder for businesses to generate money? Yeah. Like your, your model relies on taking money to put it elsewhere and you're making it very, very difficult to create that wealth. So if you make it difficult or impossible for businesses to create wealth, how are you going to tax their wealth to finance this insane project. Yes. This is every liberal city skag <laughs> like this city, Seattle, you can be a waiter and get tips on top of a $15 an hour job, but it's filled with homeless people. And they're like, yeah. why isn't this working? Why is not everybody have a job? Right. <laughs> if you're, if you're a private business, you're saying, okay, I have to pay $15 an hour plus all these, these benefits. If I don't have enough money to do that, I have to let people go and or close down my shop. If I have to let people go in the best case scenario, I'm not generating as much wealth as I was previously, yet the government somehow is going to get more money coming in from this arrangement. How? How? Where is this money coming from? This is what most leftists believe. Oh, it's exhausting. It's exhausting, but I do look forward to seeing how he's going to finance it. Um, he's not. This is just, no. <laughs> well, the... No, I'm just going to stop trying to, I'm wasting time trying to think about this. So let's, let's get to super chat and let's get to sticks, but an interesting story to keep, um, keep an eye on, especially as it relates to 2018, 2020. And we have members of the Senate endorsing this plan. Uh, this is like 
a degree away from communism, that, that plan. This is nothing new. Well, it's the idea that everyone would have a guaranteed government job at a certain wage. That's, that's pretty radical. I don't think we've seen that. Yeah. Before. I mean, that's true, but everybody having a job irrespective of how important it is in the market, making a certain wage, it's only like one step above that. Hmm. The other fear here too, they don't really say, say what the jobs are going to be. If you're going to guarantee everyone a job, how are you guaranteeing that it's a, a job that suits a demand? Like, yeah, you talk this about is like infra- the New Deal programs. FDR yeah. did this. Yeah. <sighs> talk about infrastructure and the environment. What happens when it's just digging a ditch and filling in a ditch yes. for fifteen dollars an hour? It's the broken window theory. Yeah. Um, yeah. JB says actually, yeah. JB says congrats on a hundred. Either of you hear from Crowder or Ruben to appear on their shows? No, we haven't. But he's been on um, Crowder. Oh no, I actually Ruben did. I did. Um, I did get a message the other day. I don't know if you saw it. This was from both of them. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> yep. Yep. So it was sent from both of them no. together. I've always regarded no, myself as too edgy for Crowder, but I, yeah. whenever I listen to him show to his show, like he's, he's on, he's on the edge. He makes a lot of racial jokes and like impersonates hmm. Asian people all the time. I'm like, maybe yeah. he's edgier than I give him credit. No, I, I look up to them both. I got nothing but admiration for both of them. If the, uh, if the email came, I would answer it enthusiastically. And Ruben was, was on answer. our show at this time last year, maybe a little bit. Earlier. It was January last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, Matt, if you're ever driving through Wisconsin, pick up some spotted cow beer. You won't regret it. I'm going to pick up Coors Light. That's what I'm going to do. Well, the, the, you know what the, you know the punchline is in that joke or what? in that suggestion? Driving through driving Wisconsin. Through Wisconsin yeah. What are you talking about? I will um, drive around Wisconsin if I ever have to get. If I can beyond. meet with the dudes from Red Letter Media, I'll drive No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, it's, um, says I, I tease that state. Keep going. You, you both look like each other with a sex change. It's bizarre. <laughs> we do kind of look like brother and sister. I don't really think so at all. I don't know. Like if I found out, if I saw pictures of us and found out that we were siblings, I'd be like, yeah. Maybe, maybe I just, I'm just not seeing it, I guess. I guess you don't look anything like my brother though. No, definitely not. Um, Travis Via used to work in an animal shelter where I euthanized cats and dogs till the shelter found out. Then I got fired. I've moved on to do better things. Now I work in an abortion (laughs) abortion clinic. Wow. (laughs) He's on fire tonight. Uh, uh, Justin Lofton, happy 100. Thank you. Liberative for the Milo thing. There's no way this wasn't a planned accident. This hmm. was a planned accident, presumably. Milo cancels gigs when he learns there won't be protesters causing a sting. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, but I'm sure he gets just tons of shit for just being him. I mean, people hate his face. Yeah, hard to say. I could, I could see some. I haven't. I have enough questions about some character issues sometimes where I could see some underhanded stuff going on. However, I also know the irrational hatred for him and know that 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 has no limits either. Um, old lady says, "Free the Hammonds, not fake news. Love your show. Happy one hundred. Thank you for well, that. Thank you." Uh, Max Max says, "You guys fucking rock on a hundred. Message to everyone if you want to combat left narrative, put money where your mouth is and support content like this. Thank you, Max." Um, in dangerous it. spaces, I think he's our last one. Okay. These people are selective about their uh, about their outrage. Barack Obama previously supported stronger immigration control and was opposed to gay marriage. They still treat him like the reincarnation of Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's true. And then I, I've heard a lot of things from the Clintons that are similar against gay marriage. They're just pandering to the majority. So when the majority shifts, they'll pan. They have no principles. Right? Yeah. Hillary Clinton changing her mind on gay marriage. Fifty percent plus one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I think we're good. So we have sticks coming up. Um, yeah, yeah. So 
all caught up cool i will uh, i will give the people what they want so thanks as always to our live viewers and our live chatters and uh, everybody who's been supporting the show either just today or for as long as we have been doing it uh it's been our privilege to do this 100 times and i hope we do 100 more at least so thanks everybody yeah um and if you're listening on youtube later or on an audio platform on demand Thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's more material, including streams like uh, like I have a stand tomorrow night or uh, other interviews we've done uh, and the Colin show we do on Wednesdays. Those are all on the audio platforms. Check those out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all linked in the, con- uh, in the description conveniently for you. And you can email us. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. We will Send be back. Send your hate mail to Matt's personal email, though. Especially if it's about blonde, yeah. We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Stay tuned for Sticks after the break. Have a good night, everybody. back we are pleased to have our guest for the evening returning guest listener favorite sticks hexenhammer 666 thanks for joining <laughs> us again man i'm glad to be on again so the audience will notice no lipstick this time you really <laughs> threw them for a loop and actually we got we got a lot of heat for that because they for said real, how could you comments, how emails. could you not ask him yeah 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 and so. and and just here for the record i i actually uh, and your audience can know asked Matt and Blonde not to comment on it because that's part of the joke. I, rem- I remember yeah. seeing post after post on 4chan. <laughs> oh, see, this is proof Sticks X and Amber's a transvestite. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that made it, it so that great. far. It's so much free publicity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thanks for letting us off the hook because we took a lot of heat for that. <laughs> yes. Just uh, to just <laughs> confirm that was 100% my idea. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I know we were really excited when you momentarily launched a serious political campaign (laughs) and then just as quickly had to back off of it uh can you can you explain first why you decided to consider a run for vermont governor and then the technical reasons that you can't actually do it or chose not to do it yeah the the main reason i wanted to was because phil scott totally cucked out on guns like he's he's a republican one of the reasons he was elected, like Vermont defaults to Democrat. The reason why the Republican won is because Sue Minter, who was his Democratic opponent, was very far left on guns. He decided then recently, uh, you know, not many weeks ago, oh, I'm going to sign a, a Democratic gun control bill that's half a step from Bloomberg style gun confiscation. I think it will raise crime and I think that he sold out the state and I won't vote for him again. The problem with me running is that crowdfunding-wise, I take money from people who are not within the United States. Now, let's assume I don't even break any campaign laws in running a campaign. I I can tabulate it separately. It would be an issue. 
if I became a viable candidate, actually posed a threat to the Democrats and Republicans running an independent campaign, they would immediately bring that up. It probably would work as a campaign strategy. I had to keep that in mind. And some people were saying, just contact Patreon, make your support, have them block foreign donors so that only people connecting from within the U.S. can donate. The problem is within the last fiscal year, I've taken foreign money, probably ah, yeah. multiple thousands of dollars, presumably of foreign money. I would have to account for that. I'd probably have to pay it back. Well, yeah, that would be a little bit of a problem. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big risk. Hmm. I'd, I'd rather... I'd rather going forward seek a lower office in the future, potentially, like a mayorship or something, and make sure that in the prior year I hadn't taken any foreign money, but I'd have to set that up in beforehand. Yeah. Do you think people are going to write you in? There will probably be some people writing me in, yeah. I'm, I'm still, yes, people can absolutely still write in Tarl Warwick for governor within the state race. They can also write me in for seats I'm not eligible for in other states. Like I jokingly <laughs> said, people should write me in for California governor. They can, oh, yeah. <laughs> they can absolutely do that. You could, you could have a single person could end up third place in every race across the country just by, you know, being well received perhaps. Hmm. That would really shake up the establishment. Why do you think the governor is caving? Because I don't know anything about this guy. I looked him up, first-term Republican. Vermont, I'm not a great Vermont mind, but I'm guessing it doesn't really have a gun violence problem. Yeah. No, what would don't. be the incentive for him to, to... Can you explain what he's actually caved on, and then what do you think his incentive for doing yeah. that is? I don't know why you would in Vermont. I, I, I'm honestly not sure. There's no real political reason for it. The thing is, in the wake of the, the Parkland stuff with Hogg and all of these others... Uh, rabble rousing. A lot of people within politics have simply caved to emotional pressure. They should just mm. wait a few extra weeks when that, I mean, the pressure is basically already gone, but right. he's already signed the gun control bill and he's probably committed career suicide within politics by doing so. Vermont Republicans aren't really, we, we don't have Republicans in the sense that maybe Texas has Republicans. We don't have Evangelo conservatives. We don't have paleocons, really. We have people who are rhinos, essentially. They're basically Democrats that want not to raise taxes. That's basically our Republicans. But we also typically don't have pro-gun control Democrats. Sue Minter was. She, was. she was backed by Bloomberg's money. New York City money was backing her campaign. It's the only reason she lost. I probably would have ended up voting for her over Scott just because it's like, you know, flip a coin at that point. It would be the same thing. Yeah, there are lots of libertarians, though, right? Yeah, Vermont's got some libertarian leanings. It's a bunch of old hippies. They don't support the drug war. <laughs> but that's the that's the other point. The one thing he should have gone to the left of the Republican core on, he went far right on, which was legalizing pot. Mm. He's a total screwball. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, that I, seems I crazy. Seen his, I haven't seen his approval polls, but it's it's got to be worse than Trump's at this point. Hmm. So do you know what his electoral prospects look like? I assume he's running for re-election at least. I, I'll uh, do everything in my power to see that he's defeated. I, <laughs> I don't care if that means backing a Democrat, just to, just wow. to spite him. Wow, okay. So um, we, before we went live, we were, meant, uh, we were discussing that, um, that BuzzFeed piece that, that, um, that mentioned you recently. I believe they called you, what, an accused Holocaust, Holocaust denier? denier yeah. yeah, which and I, and is 100% false. Yeah. And I was listening to you earlier um, talking about uh, you, you post a video recently talking about the way you envision the proper exceptions to free speech. And you had mentioned credible threats and incitement and defamation. Yeah. I'm kind of interested to hear you talk more about 
defamation, especially of, as you have experienced it to this extent, and what the line is between, say, a negative opinion, and, which presumably should be protected, and defamation, um, which in your mind may not be. Like, the classic example to me is Styx is a Nazi. Like, is that a claim of fact or is that an opinion? And how do we, uh, yeah. how do we if, separate that? If it's that? just some average Joe saying it, then, I mean, there's no real defamation there. Their opinion almost doesn't matter for legal purposes. But when BuzzFeed, which is supposedly journalistic and accredited and above board and everything, says I'm an accused Holocaust denier, first and foremost, the source that they use is Rational Wiki. Rational Wiki is very open about the fact that they are politically biased. They, they don't try to hide it. They say, yes, we are liberals. We, yes, truth has a liberal bias is quite literally like a slogan for them. So they're using an improper source that can be edited by literally anyone. Someone who just doesn't like me, even if they're far right, yep. could edit that article and put in anything they fucking want. Number two, the article itself, even the rational wiki editors never claim I'm a Holocaust denier. They claim I'm a Holocaust revisionist, two entirely different legal terms. Number three, they're not even right about that. They're taking something that's not even in context from half a decade ago, construing it as my modern opinion and assuming malice. Right. The thing is, it doesn't make any sense. That's That would be exactly the same as if I said, Jank uh, Juger or whatever, the Blue Buffalo or whatever people call it. Yeah. He had his sexist blog years ago. He must still believe 100% in all of those same things and then writing an article about it. If BuzzFeed did that, they'd be sued up and down instantly. And they know that there's a difference between the general income of their fellow pundit class and independent commentators. We make less money. That's why they attack us more. It's also click. It's, it's clickbait it's for them clickbait. because they know they'll get responded to. And even if I call them out, they're still probably getting extra clicks. I think the one uh, wild card that we have, really, the one ace up our sleeve is archiving things. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Which, which I also, I think, just screwed one of MSNBC's people because, <laughs> because of her own blog, if I remember correctly. Joy Reid, I think. Yeah, ah. yeah, I was reading about that. Um, but I have noticed that some of this has to be defamatory, like especially right wing watch. I've noticed that Jared Holt has been retroactively editing some of his articles, mm. which presumably is because he's worried about a defamation lawsuit, right? Yeah. So, so blonde, you're still a Nazi. I'm just an enabler of hate. I'm, I'm a different category. <laughs> I know, and I can't get in the club, man. I'll never he, stop kicking. Yeah, I, can, I feel sorry for you. I'm such an outsider. I, I feel so I bad. Just, I can't get any hit pieces written about me. I, I'm, I'm, I trust that I'm enabling sufficiently by hosting this discussion. So <laughs> please are. proceed. Yes, right now you're, yeah. you're, you're enabling an enabler of hate. So mm -hmm. that's the same thing. Yeah. According Excellent. to Right Wing Watch, uh, one thing Holt did actually walk back one of his tweets the other day. It, 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 give credit where credit is due because, you know, the lame stream media won't do this. He actually did walk it back. He had said he had sort of joked about Dankula and said, well, it's not that bad because he just got yeah. fined instead of being jailed. And he did walk that back and said, OK, you know, <laughs> based on people's response, I could have worded that differently. So so he does get kudos for realizing that was not a good thing, at least strategically. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. It's like, dude, you write for a living. <laughs> it's not yeah. just the principle. It's not just you know, the way society ought to be organized, it's literally your livelihood. Do you yeah, want imagine, to be penalized? Imagine if for he that? got censored the way that other people are getting censored. If he got yeah. dankulated, he, he'd be penniless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw, um, before we went live, someone sent me a link, that this according to Slate, that there's going to be a Netflix docuseries on the day-to-day -day aspects of BuzzFeed writers or BuzzFeed staff. We're going to get an inside look about uh, at the day-to-day -day activity <laughs> of BuzzFeed. I, so I would watch good. that only only uh, as background noise if I had Netflix.
Hmm. Do you want? Uh, I, don't, I don't, don't do Netflix and chill because I don't watch TV and I, on demand. Ah. The same thing. Oh, so it's not it's not anything Netflix specific. You just you just don't have it because you don't and watch that type of show. It's not interest. I'd rather watch your show or a bunch of stuff on YouTube. To to be yeah. honest, I'd rather watch my own videos than watch most. Of <laughs> sure. Uh, there was that controversy with Netflix recently because they put Susan Rice on the board. So there was a there was a boycott Netflix yeah. movement momentarily. I don't know what happened what to this? it. This only it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but that's like uh, Boehner starting a pot farm and stuff. It's like, yeah, he's a scuzzball, but that doesn't mean that he's going to make scuzzy marijuana. So, do you? That, I saw him interviewed um, on the news a few weeks ago about that because he had always been, um, you know, anti-marijuana legalization, yeah. and then he totally flipped. Do you? And then he realized that there was money to be made. Money I was going to say, yeah. did now, you see? Now he's pro pot. Yeah. It, I I I was trying to take him at his word and think like, well, maybe he has actually changed his mind with new information but the business he did, interest he did he changed his mind by filling it with dank bud probably <laughs> he was so sad when he had to retire that he, he just got totally blasted and yeah. then when he realized he didn't he didn't realize he didn't inhale but he got high anyway because the yeah. devil's weed is that strong then he realized it wasn't that bad yeah is uh, is vermont a legal state i forget uh, it will become june or july it's already decriminalized nobody really cares if mm. you have a small but right now, growing it's still a felonious, even though it's kind of in a gray area, unenforced at the moment. Mm. I think it's you'll be able to have two adult plants or six juvenile plants come this summer. Mm. Like I'm not interested yeah. in growing it because you know I can't really use it post OD. It just gives me paranoia, basically, and anxiety. Uh, but I I think people should be able to use it absolutely. Great. I was listening to you talk about um, this Democratic Party lawsuit against Trump, which I've not looked into at all, but I find the tweets fascinating. You got the Democratic Party account. You got Donna Brazil tweeting about election integrity with oh, seemingly God. no self-awareness about rigging their own primaries, <laughs> demonstrably so. Um, so I'm curious if, if you have some commentary on that, but specifically you said in the video that um, it's not clear that the Democratic Party is going to survive unscathed as a major party anymore. Yeah. Uh, do you, um, if the Democratic Party were to fail, what do you envision as a replacement for it? I think it'd be replaced by something akin to the Green Movement without being the Green Party itself. You'd have an actual left-wing party. The neoliberals are crashing and burning so badly the only advantage they've ever had over progressives is they have a lot of corporate buddies, so they've always been able to outraise and outspend all the actual leftists. They, they can no longer do that. They're not taking in as much. Grassroots support for actual leftists has surged, and for populists. The, the old guard GOP gets outraised now. Trump raised huge amounts of money, despite the fact that he didn't go to any fundraisers on a corporate level at all. He got hundreds of millions in small donations and self-funding. Now, I think what people are realizing is that it's possible to wage a political campaign without sucking corporate dick. And that if you don't, if you do, if you're, if you suck it up, that's fine. As long as your opponent is, if your opponent though is going grassroots, you will lose if you take their corporate cash. It's a huge mark on your campaign. That's why Hillary Clinton could have cast herself off as I'm the working class candidate. I care about the little people, but she couldn't do that because she was relying upon business money. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with the Mueller investigation? This this lawsuit just yeah. reeks of you know they seem desperate. They're they're yeah. not getting anywhere. Um, I mean, and then leftists all the time. I read a new I read a new article every day that's like, oh, impeachment. It's it's totally going to happen. It's like you people are delusional. 
Yeah, well, some people have pointed out, and then I think there might be something to this. They may be right. Some people have pointed out that it looks like they're, they're looking at the Mueller probe. They realize there will be no impeachment, no indictment. The Mueller probe will at most affect like Manafort, Kushner, someone close to Trump, but not Trump. So it's, it's toothless now. Right. And because it's winding down and Giuliani is going to fight it and, and Giuliani is good at doing exactly that, which is why Trump brought him to the table on it. They're trying to form it into a civil sort of thing. So they're trying to convert a criminal investigation right, into just right. a civil one. They're trying to go from saying Trump colluded to saying, oh, Trump, Trump did something dirty and there's a lower standard of evidence because it's just a civil trial. We want to yeah. drag it through through the uh, ringer now uh, That's again. That's so far outside of the scope of what they were going yeah. for. Like, I, I yeah. keep hearing about the Donald Trump Jr. meeting with this lawyer, but I, I recently <laughs> heard that the, the Russian lawyer, her name escapes me, has said that nobody has contacted her. Mueller probably, hasn't contacted her. Probably not, because her. she was, she, wasn't she a Democrat anyway? I she was connected she was to Fusion GPS. She was yeah. connected yeah. to GPS, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to talk about that sort of stuff. <laughs> They don't want to implicate themselves. They're probably trying to stop the Mueller investigation behind the scenes because they realize Tony Podesta has been implicated already. If Mueller is actually independent and he's not being controlled by the deep state, the Democrats would get hammered along with yeah. a bunch of Republicans. But Trump wouldn't be one. Trump doesn't care who who on his staff gets canned. He's already shown yeah. the willingness to fire anyone that steps slightly out of line. He doesn't care. What yeah. concerns me is that the general public on the left doesn't care that the scope of this investigation has changed drastically. Yeah. And so I kind of thought the public would be like, all right, enough. Even people on the left, because it seems so... I, I think they will, but it'll take them longer. Once once Mueller's forced to come out and say and exonerate Trump, anything else, I think, ends... He's been virtually exonerated. He's already yeah. said he's not under criminal investigation. What else do they want? Yeah, <laughs> he, he himself isn't really a target of any probe at this point. It's basically a money laundering probe that involves both parties. Yeah. Ten years ten years ago. It's like yeah. Trump wasn't in politics. Trump still had color in his hair that didn't have to be added from a spray can at that point. <laughs> he doesn't care if Manafort goes to prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who do you think the Democrats are gonna put up in twenty twenty? Oh, oh it's, it's, it's impossible to say. Hmm. I don't know. We're I, thinking I, Elizabeth Warren still. That's that's my bad. No, yeah. Warren's already said she won't, she's too old to run. She's you a couple so? years old older. She? She's like 72. Oh, really? She's, is she old? She's, she's slightly older than Trump, if I remember correctly. And Biden's oh, wow. 75. He can't oh, run. Man. Yeah, he's too yeah old. he was talking about it, though. He said I something expect... to the effect of, I would run if we if they don't put up someone who I think can win. But... <laughs> in, other, in other words, hey, I'm probably going to run, but he won't win. No, it'll probably he's not intersectional end... enough, yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll end up being some generic establishment Democrat, a Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine might end up becoming the nominee. Oh, you think so? He's I so think because of the, dis the, the entire dysfunction of the Democratic Party where they've attacked the progressives so much means it can't be a progressive. Bernie will be too old and or dead and isn't a Democrat. Kamala Harris, uh, I hate to say it, but the Democrats aren't progressive enough to put up a black female. It will never happen. There are too many think Clintons. So? That's, the, that's too, the route I thought they'd go. There are too many Hillary Clintons in the party that secretly are total bigots. They would never mm. allow it to happen. Obama was a stretch for being half black and male. You remember, Hillary, Hillary Clinton was spreading weird shit about him and then blamed Trump for doing it, even though yeah, her campaign yeah. originated it. That, that came from the Clinton campaign. That's the way she actually feels. So long as she's 
uh, not six feet under. Yeah, the Democrats yeah. never have a black female. She candidate. died ten years ago. I don't know how no, many times I have to say this. <laughs> yeah, she's reanimated. It. Yeah. I realized this about the Democratic Party um, when I was watching Joe Kennedy's speech. I'm like, these oh, people God. really are not. They're not going to put up something that's <laughs> intersectional. They're still like touting this this white yeah. ginger Kennedy, which is the most hated of all. It, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they, so I, I initially thought they were going to put up Oprah. There was all this. Um, yeah. Oh God. Buzz surrounding that. Now I'm like, there's no way. I want him to do Rosie O'Donnell. That'd be the fun. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, the yeah, debates. And then, and then Trump gets rid of Pence and has Roseanne as his <laughs> VP. And then it's Rosie O'Donnell and Oprah team up. But there's no VP. They're totally equal. Uh, trust right. us. Yeah, that okay. would be the funniest campaign ever. Yeah. yeah. It, it is kind of sad that I admittedly look forward to these entertainment aspects of politics yes. possibly more than I even look forward to like the, the real policy outcomes, which... I admit is less than ideal. I, that's not good, but I, so, I enjoy so it so far, much. So far, Trump's policy-wise has been fairly normal. It's like normalization with the DPRK, a round of sanctions on Venezuela, some decent tax cuts. I don't have anything really policy-wise other than the Syrian strikes for the most part to complain about. He's been on policy. He's been a very, very strangely normal president. People don't yeah. even realize it. He doesn't want to be seen as normal, though. He'd rather people focus on the weird shit he says on Twitter and the way yeah. he says it because he knows he can get in the news cycle and drown everyone else out. And he's going to do it during the election. It's going to be one hell of a 2020 campaign. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Korea, do you have any uh, thoughts on on what's going on with uh, with North Korea, Trump's approach and this meeting that's coming up and uh, and all of that. I haven't followed all of that super closely, yeah. but I know previously. Well, correct me if I if I'm wrong. You were you were formally, or at least last time we spoke, you were pretty aggressive about wanting to get uh, Kim Jong Un out of power. Basically, yeah. um, do you think Trump is going to be successful in mitigating this uh, this conflict? If he is, it'll be a masterful sort of thing. I'm still pessimistic about the long-term odds of avoiding a nuclear war in the Korean Peninsula. Hmm. I personally think that Kim Jong-un still is a hardliner, is still like, but but the, the, one, the one thing that's changed is China has agreed to sanctions. If there's hmm. enough internal pressure, Kim Jong-un may have no choice but to reunify, or at the very least play nicer. In which case, we've, we've basically won, because that's the one major concern is, hey, at any given time, Kim Jong-un in a collapsing regime might press the button. But if we've scared him enough, then yeah, maybe it's possible to avoid war. I'm just still, I'm yeah. still pessimistic. I still lean towards the inevitability of a conflict there. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the regime has always had this, not reverence, but interest in Western pop culture. And so maybe, yeah. maybe mm -hmm. he can play that angle. The Dennis I mean, Rodman thing. Well, yeah. another, another thing. Another thing is the, the DPRK has always done this before where uh, they they go all in. There's a conflict, a standoff of some sort. They get some minor concession and calm down. Mm -hmm. The difference is this time they didn't get any concession, yet they're still calming down. It is different from maybe the Kim Il-sung days. But they do have hydrogen bombs. So, I mean, we can't really force them to do anything at right. this point, nor can anyone else in the world without risking a nuclear conflict. Mm. I'm looking at the CNN headline right now. Trump praises Kim Jong-un as honorable, refuses to explain why, which I think is a little bit misleading. But apparently yeah. on Tuesday, he uh, he comes out and says, um, with regard to the upcoming meeting, Trump says, quote, uh, Kim Jong-un has been or has really been very open and I think very honorable based on what we are seeing. I think that's, that's a little that's, different. Yeah, that's to keep him that's to keep him continuing to work with the with Trump, yeah. essentially. 
That's how Asian politics work. Western politicians often don't seem to understand East Asian politicking. Like if someone has studied a little bit of anthropology, there is a big cultural difference between generally the way things are done in other countries and the way they're done here. If you're going to France, talking to Macron, yeah, you can be very chummy and buddy-buddy. Everyone's really relaxed. If you're trying to negotiate with Jinping, Obama never got the knack of doing that sort of thing. Got uh, got uh, stepped on over and over. Trump, though, has done business in Asia before, so mm-hmm. he's got some expertise in it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm out of questions. You got any more, Blonde? Uh, let's see. I think I'm good. Otherwise, I feel, like, uh, I feel like we should take more of Six's time. Well, I, I told him about 20 <laughs> minutes, so we're sitting right about there. So. Oh, really? Yeah. These interviews know, always flies. fly by. Our quarterly yeah. interview with Sticks. We love having you on. Although we were behind. It's been since the fall this time. So, God, you know. really? Yeah, it's, I think it was like September or something or October. We'll have to so. have a garden garden comparison interview in the future. Yeah, well, you <laughs> got to get Blonde to start gardening for her own sanity. Yeah. At least it, when she moves out of Seattle, then you know, the, the sanity will restore itself naturally, yeah. I think. But Well, you garden in Seattle, but probably you'd find someone squatting in the garden in Pop Tan. <laughs> yeah. Antifa would show up. and A whole bunch of syringes just laying around <laughs> yeah, unexplainably. You could, yeah, you could grow heroin poppies. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's, uh, that's, good, um, that's good business thinking right there. You should, you should go into business doing that. The city will probably reimburse you. Yeah. Yeah, organic, yeah. locally grown heroin. Yeah. <laughs> can sell it at the farmer's market. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get it right at the co-op. Well, that's our guest, uh, Sticks Hexenhammer 666. Find his links in the description. Check him out if you haven't before. Sticks, uh, thank you once again for joining us. Very much appreciated. Great fun. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.